Ian here from the RGB Gaming Podcast, bringing you real gaming banter, and in this episode I am joined by the connoisseur of retro game collecting, Rob the Essex Retro Gamer! Hello, 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 and welcome back to the RGB Gaming Podcast, the home of real gaming banter, a weekly episodic podcast all about video games, chatting with special guests, and of course, having great banter. So let's begin by introducing another special guest to the podcast. I really am spoilt with the amount of people that I've had on here. And this gentleman has a retro gaming YouTube channel that has skyrocketed. I mean, yes, it has skyrocketed, let's be fair. In 12 months, he has over 2,000 subscribers, over 200,000 views, a plethora of great content from gameplay to pickups, with lots of retro goodness in between, and from time to time, he is, of course, joined on the channel by his wonderful fiance Joe. I am, of course, talking about Rob the Essex Retro Gamer. Welcome to the show, Rob. How are you, my friend? Hello, I am all good. Thank you so much for having me. I am. Uh, I feel privileged to be on the on the podcast and that is quite an introduction so i'm going to record that and and use it in the future that that's good and, that, and that's usually me that threatens the threatens the record the uh, recorded intros because i've had mr goldtooth do a do, do a song and i've had helen speak <laughs> german so you know you, you I'll, I'll give you permission to record me rob because uh, because i like you very much so you can you can have that so listen for those, Rob, that have been lying or living under a rock, tell us a little bit about your YouTube channel. Um, well, we're, we're the uh, Essex Retro Gamer. I mean, that's probably the, the, the best way of introducing it. So we're from mm-hmm. Essex uh, and we're retro gamers and collectors, probably a little bit more collector than gamer, if I'm mm-hmm. being completely honest right now. We do play games um but unfortunately that you can't it's very tough to play this many games mm-hmm. um so i get a lot of enjoyment from the collecting aspect i think it's one of the best hobbies and i and i've done a few as i've said before uh this one however it doesn't seem to have an end which is uh, which is which is exciting <laughs> but worrying at the same time so you know rob People are doing these 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 challenges where they have to play so many games in a year. I, I think your challenge should be how many games can you play before you meet your end, I think, because I've seen your game room tour and um, it, it could take three or four lifetimes to eventually get through all those games. And uh, a very impressive uh, gaming room that you have indeed. And uh, it's uh, there's a video on Rob's channel that you have to go and check out because I have never seen anything anything like it. And it's, it's beautifully organised and it's beautifully categorised. And uh, it actually brings, I'll tell you a little story, it actually brings back a few memories for me because you have an Xbox 360 cabinet and I used to work for Virgin Megastore and I remember when the Xbox 360 first came on the shop floor and we had that exact same cabinet with a Samsung telly 
and we were playing the King Kong game and the Call of Duty game was the first two games that came out for it. So I remember that brought back some nice memories watching that video. But uh, if you haven't checked out that video or any of the other videos that Rob's been on, please go over, check it out, show your love, show your support and make sure that you give it a thumbs up and give it a nice subscribe. So listen, Rob, why did you start the YouTube channel? How'd that all come about? Um, so, yeah, probably through pandemic, uh, just towards the end of the pandemic now, I would say. Uh, I we had a lot of games. I mean, look, we've been collecting. You could say for a lifetime because some of this stuff uh, is from when I was a kid. Like, uh, mm-hmm. not a lot, if I'm being honest, because what we do is we sell things, don't we? That's yeah. what all of us uh, gamers and collectors do over the years. We sell the Master System to grab a Mega Drive. We sell the Xbox Original to grab an Xbox 360. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. the way it goes. Yeah. Um, but the the, so some of it is is due to is down to that, and we'd amassed quite a collection, loads of consoles and stuff, and it was just a case of well, you know, my mate, uh, my I always talk about my best mate. You know, my best mate is a guy, is a bricklayer, mm-hmm. and he plays FIFA. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Maybe with a sprinkling of Call of Duty. That's it. He does not play anything else. And I say to him, look, you want to come and play FIFA? You know, pop round. We'll have a couple of beers. We'll play FIFA. And he's like, oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. FIFA 21, though, you know, or 22, like not not that old FIFA that you play, you know, not that old rubbish that's in that other room of yours. And I'm like, yeah, no, no, the old stuff. Let's go back to the youth. Let's go back to when we were kids, you know, let's go, let's, let's get nostalgic. He's like, no, why would I want to do that? That sounds terrible. Um, and, and I just thought to myself, you know what? I would love to be able to share the the hobby or my passion for the hobby, even if we consider the hobby collecting and not necessarily gaming or, or, or I don't know, 30% gaming and 70% collecting. I still wanted to be able to share that with people, the journey of collecting uh, and, and the ideas and, you know, and, and just the method or the, you know, the method in the madness. So yeah, it was, it was kind of like that. It was kind of like, let's, let's share that. And, and then it was a case of, I thought that, and then I paused for ages. And that's a piece of advice, you know, don't put, I mean, we created a Facebook group, you know, in the build up. it was like, I was putting every little barrier to starting, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, oh, let's, let's get a hundred people to like us on Facebook. And then I might start a YouTube channel. Honestly, what I did one day was I just said, right, enough's enough. It's time to put the camera on and try and make a video. And uh, so that was where it come from, really. It was a love of collecting. It was not being able to share that love of collecting or playing old games with my actual friends, you know, real life people I meet, you know, day to day uh, and people I've had, you know, as friends for years. Uh, so I wanted to make more and I wanted to share that. And that, that really was my only drive, to be honest. Very, a very uh, humble, uh, humble beginnings to your YouTube channel. Then, and uh, of, of course, we, we will talk about uh, talk about the journey as we progress further into the conversation. But you know, Rob, I have to say, I I'm not a jealous type of person, but I am very jealous in one of your latest pickups that you managed to get your hands on a Silent Hill collection. That's, yeah. that's that is a yeah. thing of beauty. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's not you know like it's not perfect, but it's pretty good condition considering. Mm-hmm. 
you know, people have played this stuff. And uh, it's it's one of them that I, I I have Silent Hill 2 on the on the PlayStation. So, yes, I am buying uh, games multiple times. That's what I do. If you, if you watch the channel, you will know that we don't just collect one of things. We collect lots of the same thing, unfortunately, uh, on different platforms. For some reason, I just love doing that. And sometimes we even collect the same game on the same platform. And this is a case of of that but the collection I thought it was such a rare it was kind of like or it's not rare but it's it's not easy it's not as easy to come by as the games on their own mm-hmm. um so it's it's one of them the double case there's not that many of them double case wise you know Prince of Persia is another one and there are there's a Call mm-hmm. of Duty uh you know bundle I think that come in the case but it's nice to have them double cases as well I know that sounds so sad <laughs> it's nice on the shelf to have well, them. You know what, Robert? It is. It's, it's lovely, and uh, and it's, it's it's something that I would like to get my hands on uh, at some point. But um, listen, you've talked about collecting games on different machines, same, the same game on different consoles, and you you do have a video where you talk about. It might have been your room tour video actually, where you pulled out a copy of Dino Crisis for the PS One, but you told everybody that it should be played on the Dreamcast. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I just think it's, it's just the Dreamcast is a more powerful, in my opinion, it, the graphics were just a, a step above mm-hmm. the um, the PlayStation. So, look, I'm a PlayStation kid. I mean, I had a PlayStation, uh, you know, I was into PlayStation, I had lots of games. I played, however, the games that I really wanted to play mm-hmm. um, on PC, the ones that were available on yeah. PC anyway. So we're talking things like Tomb Raider, I absolutely played on the PC. It was better, you know, I was kind of... I don't know, I could consider like kind of a privileged child. I mean, I had a, a PC at the time and I had a PlayStation as well, you know, yeah, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't limited. So I was doing okay. And I, I just chose, I was very, look, I mean, let's not go too deep, but you can look at things in my history and say that I'm a very particular person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is the same. That's why my YouTube channel is the way that it is. It's why, you know, the cars I've owned over the years have been a certain way. It's why the games I tend to try and own, is a, uh, they're a certain way. Things are are a certain way. And with me and graphics, it was all about if I could have the best possible graphics to play that game, I would. And Dreamcast, look, PlayStation controller is better than the Dreamcast controller, of course it is. But the graphics, as far as I'm concerned, are, are considerably better on the Dreamcast. Well, well, there you go. But a bit of advice there, if you can, if you can play Dino Crisis on the Dreamcast, then then give it a go. But uh, again, you know, the, the videos are great and they're very, uh, they're very informative and education, educational, and of course, they're they're entertaining as well, Rob. So, listen, what can we expect in the future, Rob? What's coming up and what's coming up on the channel? Um, I would say that what you can expect is a lot more of uh, a lot more of the same. So, um, what I mean by that is kind of like varied content around retro. Mm-hmm. Now, I've I gone through some changes at, at home with regards to work and stuff. And, you know, my my the last job that I was in when the channel started went through a real period of, uh, I don't know, like just downsizing. Yeah. So I didn't have loads to do. And that was partly due to the pandemic. So mm-hmm. I managed to uh, step out of that arena and move into a different world uh, of digitization i work in uh, digitizing contracts so to speak without giving loads of detail away and it was kind of like right instead of 
uh, looking at ways of creating paper, which is maybe what I used to do. Uh, I'm going to look at ways of reducing paper. And lo and behold, the world are more interested in yeah. that. So uh, so I'm busy, is what I'm saying, in my <laughs> private life, in my personal life. I'm yes. busy. I have work to do. I have money to earn. I have, how am I going to buy these games if I don't keep making the money that I need mm-hmm. to? So I have not been able to create as many videos. So you've seen uh, shorter, shorter videos. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my advice, or, or not advice, but... To give you a, a, an insight into my world, I would rather create a short video that people enjoyed mm-hmm. than no video at all. Yeah. And for a period uh, of maybe two months, I haven't been in a position to produce longer videos. Mm-hmm. So because of work. Um, but rather than say I'm too busy, I can't do it, I still try to, to do something because I enjoy making videos. Um, and I enjoy the comments and the interaction and the response. And I like to, it's like a friend group, you know, I like to maintain yeah. the friend group by making what I can. And the smaller videos I've been making for the last couple of months are what I can make. So uh, you're going to get lots of, you're going to get more CEX stuff. I do enjoy opening uh, games. I love buying games. And it goes to show that I think we get about six to 800 views on each of them CEX roulette videos. So there's at least, even if we discount a hundred of them as being fans of uh, Mike Brewer wannabe, um, we've still got 500 views. So, you know, it's, it's, we got 500 people and put them in a room. You know, that's the way I started YouTube, put 500 people in a room. That's a lot of people. So clearly I should keep doing that because there's a lot of people that enjoy that side of the content. So while I can do, it was a, it was a simple choice for me. So we're going to keep doing CX videos uh, with CX roulette. I'm going to share loads of collecting things. I'm going to share, we're not doing a lot of gameplay just because again, you know, yeah. personal life has taken over, but we're going to, uh, we're going to keep doing that. We're going to keep doing massive pickup videos. We're going to keep buying stuff. The, the games room changes so much. I mean, it's gone for another change. So there's going to be a games room update. We're still on the Dreamcast pursuit. We're trying to collect every single Dreamcast game. We're about 180 games now. We haven't got long to go. And I'll let you in on a on a little exclusive on the uh, on the on the podcast. Uh, we will be going for another full set after that. And I'm okay. sure that some of the viewers have already noticed it will be the Master System. So we will be going for that after the Dreamcast. So we will hopefully be a two-set uh, collecting <laughs> collecting channel once the Dreamcast one is out of the way. That's uh, that, that, that's brilliant, and we look forward to uh, to to uh, watching your journey and um, uh, seeing you collect that Master System set because uh, your latest your latest video is uh, you. you you purchased two 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 of the same games that the sort of determine which one will be the better quality. And I don't think you're overly happy with 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 either of them, isn't that right? They've both gone back, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. They've both gone back. So I was bitterly disappointed because of part of the like I say, the, the scoop is here. Mm-hmm. Um we I want these games. I don't want to send these games back. I'm gonna be going for a full set. So if I get the opportunity to buy um, the game was Scramble Spirits on the Mars mm-hmm. system, an overhead shooter. If I get the opportunity to buy that at £10 less than the eBay price, well, who wouldn't? That's like someone giving you a tenner. Like, why yeah. would you not do 100%. that? If you know that your objective is to get them all, you better buy them as cheap as you possibly can because it's expensive. Um, and that's what I was trying to do. But unfortunately, 
CEX, as you'll see from the CEX series, and as more and more people are noticing, it seems like they are, you know, getting the good stuff taken mm-hmm. and they're being left with the not so good stuff. Yeah. And uh, I, I had the same problem as what you did in your video too, because I kept saying screwball scramble in my head every time you said yep. the game. So, so, um, yeah, so. <laughs> I, think, I think we all we all suffered that. So um, yeah, screwball scramble. There's there's another video we could, maybe we could play that or something, and we could talk about uh, we could talk about screwball scramble. But listen, a great uh, a great uh, back catalog of uh, of uh, videos to catch up on at Ralph's channel if you haven't checked them out. And of course, the 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 latest videos are they're great as well. But listen, Rob, I want when I was going through your your videos because when I bring the guests on, I like to I've been a chat I've been supportive of your channel for a long time since I was a polter guy. And um, there was a video that I found was quite strange. And I want to play you a clip of this video because um, it sounds like you're describing an old girlfriend. And I'm going to play the clip for you. And hopefully you're not getting too much bother with your missus about this. So you can, you'll, you'll, have a ch- you'll have a chance to respond, Rob, after you hear this. Good. Okay? She'll be fine. Guys, let's be under no illusions here. This thing has been through the wars. Like I said, it's been in multiple lofts, multiple lofts here in the UK. It's been damp. It's been not damp. It's been too dry. It's probably been all sorts of things. It's missing a foot. It has scratches. It has marks. It has dirt. It is an old unit. Yeah, I can't even put it in the hole. Story of my life. <laughs> So, yep. it's, so it, it does sound like you're describing a little girlfriend there. Uh, oh, someone with a missing foot. She's damp. She's not damp. She, so, listen, Rob, for extra she's brownie points, can you can you do can you identify the video that comes from? I couldn't until the whole uh, <laughs> bit, uh, and then, <laughs> and then, although I'm still a little bit, I'm still a little bit. Uh, I'm I'm not entirely sure. But I'm happy to take a question, you know, to take a guess. Yes. Because uh, I think it might be the Mega CD repair video. Well done, Rob. That yes. is 100 points to you. The Mega CD video. That's that's actually one of my favorite videos. Simply because of listening to chat the whole way through that. It's uh, whenever you were describing it coming out of the loft, it's like that, that sounds like some old uh, some old woman that he's talking about there. He might have had a relationship with yeah, She's missing her foot and she lives in the loft and she's been in many <laughs> lofts in the UK. So when we come back, Rob, we will be discussing what is the YouTube formula for your gaming channel. Uh. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the RGB Gaming Podcast. So in this episode, we will be discussing the strategies and plans you need in order to successfully grow your gaming YouTube channel. Rob has been on YouTube a little over a year with approximately 220 videos, which include live streams, YouTube shorts, and of course, recorded content with a very healthy production value. To reach 1,000 subs and 4,000 hours of watch time and be eligible for the YouTube Partner Program in such a short space of time is not only unique, but a testament to the hard work and dedication. And if you either love or hate the channel, the proof is there that Rob has a formula that is working and a formula that he is willing to share with us all to help us on our YouTube journeys or maybe help those existing channels 
move forward and reach those little milestones we all have. And despite what we say, we all have a little milestone or two that we want to reach. So for me, it's hitting that 100 subscribers. I think that's uh, that's it's fair to say those that milestone could almost be the hardest. But listen, we've got Rob with us, the Essex Retro Gamer, and Rob is here to talk us through, navigate us through, and explain how we can get our YouTube channels up and up and running. So listen, Rob, let's go Let's go straight off the bat here. Why do we start YouTube channels? Um, wow, well, what a question to start with. Uh, I think that the reason why we, as in the Royal We, start YouTube channels mm-hmm. is, uh, is to share, to share our feelings, to share... Uh, our thoughts to share what we care about um to share what we're passionate about um and there's loads of different avenues off of that you know we could do a, a spider diagram of all the different reasons why we want to share so why do we want to share how many games we've got you know are we showing off are we uh are we trying to be bigger than the next person are we trying to just say oh my god help me i've got too many games and i can't possibly continue like this or I'm going to go bankrupt or, you know, we could have loads of avenues off of that. But I think ultimately we start YouTube channels to, to, to show people, to share, to share with other people in the hope that like-minded people will get in contact to, in the hope that we will, uh, you know, accumulate friends that are into the same stuff Mm -hmm. um, in the hope that, uh, yeah, in the hope that we, we, even if we meet one person, you know, that says, oh, I'm into that stuff too. And, you know, you're kind of like me and I reckon that we could probably get on and, you know, you, then you do get on and, and, and then it was worth starting a YouTube channel, you know, for that, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you cannot take a snapshot of the most successful people on YouTube and then say, well, everybody wants to be like them. No, the vast majority, 95% of YouTube as YouTube people, people that mm-hmm. make videos on YouTube are literally just doing it to share their thoughts and feelings and their emotions and the way that they do things on uh, a platform for other people to watch. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, a good answer. Um, there, it's, a, it's a mechanism for communication, building relationships, sharing stories, sharing hobbies, sharing interests. But, you know, do we really start these YouTube channels, you know, just to make friends? Is there a little bit of us deep down that's thinking, I would love something to come out of this? If it's if it's uh, monetization, if it's a recognition, if it's to, you know, to collab with bigger YouTubers, if it's to be part of a, a different circle of friends, is there is there that little bit of lust in us all that wants to that wants to to reach something like that, Rob? I think well, everybody wants to to let's let's think about jobs, you know, and yeah. and what you want to do. You want to go to work with a smile on your face, and you want to make money doing what you love and you know retro game collectors love retro games so if you can be paid for doing something you love then i think that's something that people want of course that is something what people want it wasn't the drive uh, for me if i'm you know let's be frank part of the drive was to meet 
at the time, my, this is going to sound really, you know, I'm a 39 year or about to be 39 year old man with children and, mm-hmm. and, and a life and, you know, and, and, and so I'm going to sound really silly saying this, but some of the people that I watched consistently and, I wouldn't say idols, but, you know, people that I looked up to, the radical regis of this world that know so much about games and has got mm-hmm. so much games and are always playing games with a smile on his face and collecting games with a smile on his face. And I looked at the gaming off the grid guys and, and I saw how amazing their relationship was and the fact that they clearly are having fun while they're doing this. And yeah. I looked at it and I thought, you know what, they look like they're having fun. Like I, and I want to meet these people. I didn't look at these. I didn't look at this. And I don't think the vast majority of people look at it saying, you know what? I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to make a living from YouTube because mm-hmm. 95% of people on YouTube do not make a living from YouTube. It's only mm-hmm. the top, the top 5% that can do that. Yeah. So for me, uh, I think most people start YouTube for the reasons I gave Look, I'm I'm not saying that in the back of their head it doesn't cross their mind that they might get paid for doing something they love. I absolutely agree with you. And I say more power to you. If you can do that, I will be there to shake your hand at the finish line, you know, to go, you did it. And whatever way you did it, you want to do a couple of clickbait titles, I'm telling you, if that gets you happiness, if we can determine happiness Mm -hmm. and that is your happiness and you get there, by having a couple of clickbait titles, uh, some attractive women in the in the thumbnail, you know, some some I don't know, smashing something really valuable or or buying something for a ridiculous amount of money, like whatever you think is going to get you to the point of being happy with your performance on YouTube and getting out of YouTube what you want for it, I'm all for it and I and I support it. But for me, I honestly believe with with utter sincerity that most people start YouTube to share their thoughts, feelings, love for something, um, and to, and to find people to have those conversations and share those thoughts and feelings with. I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I do think that there's a majority of, or I think the majority, sorry, of people do it for that reason. Yeah. That's, that's fair enough. And, um, uh, you know, like, like you said, you know, there, there's that little bit of us and a little bit inside of us that's thinking, oh, you know, I'd love to get paid for, for something that I love doing, you know, and there's absolutely nothing wrong yeah. with that. That's the, it's yeah. uh, if, if that's what your, your goal and your, and your, your, your end, that's what, if that's what your end goal is, then, you know, that's like, like you said, fair play to you. And, uh, and, uh, we, we wish you all the best of luck if that's what you want to do, because like, I sure as hell wouldn't mind getting paid. For doing a job that I love, and I'm, I'll openly admit that, you know. So if I could, if I could podcast seven days a week and get paid for it, you know, I, I would be, I would be a happy chappy. You know, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't turn it down. But listen, Rob, let's go. Let's just strip this right back. So if anybody's listening to the podcast and they're, they're thinking of starting a YouTube channel, right? Let's go right back to basics, okay? You know, you've talked about why we started communication, make, making friends running in different circles, um, collaborations, talking about things that you're interested in. And we're, we're talking about gaming uh, specifically here, retro gaming, gaming, whatever it is, okay? So, you know, what are the first steps a new channel creator or a new content creator needs to consider before starting their YouTube journey? So I think we touched on it in that first question. 
the very first step is to decide what you want out of YouTube. That is the absolute first decision that needs to be made. Now, that doesn't mean it can't change. But if you can get to the point where you are sincere with yourself, you're honest, you take a long, hard look in the mirror and you say, this is what I want. And if you've looked in the mirror and you say, I want to make money from YouTube, I wouldn't necessarily do retro gaming. <laughs> that's, yeah. the, that's my first piece of advice. But either way, you know, that, that's, that's the first thing you need to do. What do I want from YouTube? If, if you want to be able to not work again through YouTube, I think you can do retro gaming. There's, you know, there's people, there's not loads, but there's, there's, there's a number of people that could do that. But if you want to be rich, you know, if you want to replace a six figure salary, YouTube is going to be tricky uh, in retro gaming. You would be far more successful probably on YouTube, uh, either starting some form of like hate channel, you know, just mm-hmm. I hate Piers Morgan maybe would be a good, good, good start. Although yeah. There's probably a load <laughs> of channels out there already for that. Uh, but, but, you know, self-help, like, you know, I know the market's flooded, but if you're going to make, uh, if you're going to make something retro gaming is not necessarily the way. And I've been blown away by the, by the performance that, uh, you know, by the, by what we've done in the, in the period and by how many mm-hmm. people have subscribed to the channel and it, and in, oh, I think enjoy the content, you know, we get, we get quite a lot, quite healthy views, you know, in comparison to the, to the subscriber count. So I would, I, I'm blown away by that, but I still stand by if you want to be, you know, first thing, make a decision. What do I want from YouTube? I want, uh, I want to make money from it. Okay. Take a long, hard look. Are people going to, uh, invest in you mm-hmm. in the field that you are working in? So mm-hmm. retro gaming, you've got five retro games, you know, you're going to put this heavy investment, pickup mm-hmm. videos, unfortunately are something metal Jesus last pickup video, 200,000 views, mm-hmm. and you will get people over and over. will say pickup videos are rubbish. No one watches them. Come on. Yeah. So there's 200,000 people there and people go, oh, it's Metal Jesus. They're still watching a pickup video. Mm-hmm. So the, the content is pickup video. So there are at least 200,000 people that will watch your pickup video if it's as good and if you've been doing it as long as Metal Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I look at That's the way I look at it. So there is opportunity out there. Um, but honestly, be be absolutely true to yourself. First question, first point, what do I want out of YouTube? I want to make money. Okay, well then you need to do certain things and you need to do them in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah, great. That's, that, that's, that sounds like a, a great foundation to build upon. Um, what is it that you want out of it? So let's just say hypothetically speaking, we, we have, someone, we have, a, we have a, someone with us and they say, listen, I've got this idea for a YouTube channel, Rob, right? Let's talk about the niche or the niche, depending on where you come from, okay? If they wanted to start a gaming channel, Rob, what type of gaming channel content should they consider making? Now, you have said that retro gaming may not be the end-all and be-all, but, you know, there was a bit of a contradiction there because you said it could be because there are a, there are a select few that, that, have, that have made it. So, you know... How important is the, is the niche or the niche when it comes to comes to uh, de- determining what your channel is going to be about? So we know why we're here. We're here because we want to 
make money. We want to, we want to, we want a successful channel. And there's nothing wrong in being successful or wanting success. So we've established that. So how do we then go about thinking about right? Am I better off having a broad channel where I'm doing maybe five or six different things, or should I niche or niche that right down to something more specific? So you're right. There was a contradiction and the contradiction was there because there is always someone, there is always one person, five people, 10 people. I work with percentages. So you're always going to get 1% of every market they excel. So if you're talking retro gaming, there is 1% of the retro gaming market that absolutely can make a very healthy living from YouTube and they're smashing it. And I say more power to them if they can get money from it and they can pay their bills from it and be happy, just like you've described that maybe that's one of your goals in in life or in your YouTube journey. Mm -hmm. I say, fantastic. That's exactly what you should do. But 99%, and that's where you've got to think, Do you fall into the 99%? Are you going to work as hard as the 1%? Can you catch up with the progress that the 1% have already made? Because you've got to remember the way the YouTube algorithm works, and I don't have the key to it, but after talking to many people and doing a hell of a lot of research, because I Mm -hmm. do look into things and I do try to be the best I can be at just about everything I do, The way the YouTube algorithm works is it rewards returning viewers. You need returning viewers. And the way you get returning viewers is by, A, having a personality. So you want to retune in again for that personality. It's not just the content. In fact, Mm -hmm. it's it's a higher percentage of it is the personality versus the content. And then doing it regularly. So you can't take six-month breaks. I mean, uh, Gebs, Gebs24 spoke on my channel about the fact that she took a break, quite a, quite a significant break in the middle to get married, and that uh, stopped her growth. It stunted her growth massively, and she felt as if she would be on the trajectory of a metal Jesus, you know, if she was able to have not, you know, if she was able to go back. So you, yeah. you've got to be consistent. You can't stop, and, uh, and you've just got to, You've just got to, you just got to, you know, can you catch up? Mm-hmm. Can you catch up? If you feel you can go for it, go for it. Mm-hmm. But the, um, but that's why the contradictions there, because the 1% and the, and the, and the 99%, you got to put some work in yeah. to catch up on that 99%. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, um, for me, I see channels, uh, and I still watch them. I watch them all the time. I saw, uh, uh, there's a channel. I can't remember his name. Uh, it escapes me, but I've just really got into watching him a lot. He did a Mario dedicated channel. He's got 760,000 uh, subscribers. He does uh, Mario Maker. Oh, I cannot remember his name, but he basically does videos on Mario Maker, videos on Mario, and he built his channel to 760,000 subscribers. And uh, it's all good. And then he started a retro gaming channel. And in a very quick time, he got 130,000 subscribers. He plays, uh, he debunks the difficulty. You know, I'll send you the, I'll send you the link. He's a really yeah. good guy. Got a really good personality. That's the key. Mm-hmm. Really good personality. He makes you want to come back and watch the next video. Yeah. And that's what that that's the that's the thing with him. So what I'm saying is his main video, his main channel. What was he doing? Videos on Mario Maker. What did he get? Seven hundred sixty thousand subscribers. And people go, hold on, how can you get seven hundred sixty thousand subscribers from making videos on Mario? 
And the reason why you can do that, it falls into a number of categories. And the reason why you, the reason, the reason why you can get that and why I believe in niching and why I think that niching is, and I don't niche by the way, you know, I, I don't, so I'm guilty of this. I haven't, grown at the rate that I could have because I could have niched and I could have grown, mm-hmm. but I'm not, you know, it's not about that. We do want to grow, but you know, I'm not going to lie and say, I don't want, you know, 500,000 subscribers. It'd be great. Um, and it'd be lovely. And if I could flick a switch and get 500,000 subscribers, of course I would. That's ridiculous that I wouldn't do that. Um, cause it is a numbers game, yeah. but the, uh, but the reason why I haven't is just because I'm so broad. I'm all over the place. Look at my pickup video. Jesus Christ. I'm all over the place. I can't, <laughs> I can't focus on anything. So, so because of that, uh, I don't niche. But this guy, he's niched on, on, on Mario Maker. Now, the reason, like I say, sorry, I'm, I'm taking ages to get to the point here. Oh, the reason why they, the reason why is because he's chosen Mario Maker, but he hasn't, He's sorry, he has, he has really thought about what he's doing with regards to Mario Maker. So he will have a plan. He will have, right, this month we're talk well, this channel is about Mario Maker. And the first month we're going to talk all about the pitfalls of Mario Maker. And we're going to have titles like uh I nearly died playing Mario Maker. We're going to have titles. These are just off the top of my head. I haven't yeah, watched yeah. this or anything. I'm just saying. Uh, we're going to have titles like, uh, um, could this be the end for Mario Maker? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario Maker uh, took the life out of me. Um, Mario Maker is, could Mario Maker be the worst game ever made? Uh, could Mario Maker be the most annoying Mar- game ever made? Uh, Mario Maker is rubbish. Uh, this part of Mario Maker is rubbish. Do you see what I'm doing? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you go in with angles. You need angles. You need, you need to. So you've got 10 videos there straight away. Mm-hmm. Now, if the first guy comes to the channel through a Google search or a YouTube recommended page, goes, oh, I like Mario Maker, and that thumbnail's quite nice, and that title says Mario Maker's the worst game ever. Mario Maker's not the worst game ever. I'm going to click that video. So they click it. Now, the first 30 seconds to a minute of that video, you better be likable. Because if you're not likable, he's going to switch off. Yeah. So you're likable. We've got over that. You're likable. You're a bit of a cheeky chappy. You know, you're, you're saying some funny stuff, maybe in your own little world, or you're at least humble and you're admitting that you're not actually very funny, but, you know, you're coming across all right. And he's going, I like this guy. And then by five minutes in, he's still watching the video. Mm-hmm. He subscribes. You ask him to subscribe. A little pop-up happens. You ask him, you say, guys, you know, I'm always like this. Or yes, if you want to hear more of this rubbish, then make sure you hit subscribe. I have no clue what I'm doing. It's Mario Maker. I'm absolutely mm-hmm. rubbish. What am I doing? But come and hit subscribe and catch me on the next video. Boom. He subscribes. He gets notified three days later, five days later, a week later that there's another Mario Maker video. What does he do? He clicks it. YouTube says, hold on. He's got a retained viewer. And we need retained viewers on the platform. That's the whole point of YouTube is to retain viewers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show this to 10 more people. And then... It all begins. And then maybe 10 people like him 30 seconds in. And then they all like Mario Maker. And they go, wow, he come to the, you know, the third video with Mario Maker. 
because he's now making regular videos on Mario Maker. So the next one pops up in the feed about a week later, the same sort of time. You've got to be regular. Mm-hmm. And he go, they go, it's Mario Maker again. Oh, that was that funny guy that has no clue. He's terrible at Mario Maker. He's not even any good. <laughs> like, he's not. He's brilliant. But what I'm yeah. saying is this, this is in our fantasy land, you know. Yeah. He's not even any good, this geezer. Why am I watching him? I'm going to click him anyway. And then they click him and they go, I don't know why I'm watching this guy, but I am. And YouTube goes, right, after loads of work and loads of effort and 200 videos or 500 videos or 5,000 videos, whatever, whenever your lucky break's coming, whenever YouTube decide, they're going to show it to 100,000 people. And when they do, you better damn hope that that's a nice thumbnail. Yeah. And you better damn hope that that's a good title because you are only as good as your last F up. And if you do a bad, if you're on that journey to achieve YouTube stardom, if that's what you want to do, not my, uh, not my sort of thing or anybody else. And I've only learned this from talking to people and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and doing a lot of research on YouTube. If you want YouTube stardom, well, you've got to be consistent mm-hmm. and you've got to be ready. And it will show it to 100,000 people. And if it shows the right video to 100,000 people, you are absolutely on it. If it shows the wrong video to 100,000 people, YouTube might never do it again mm-hmm. on that channel. And that's the problem that you've got to come to. If it shows it to 100,000 people and the algorithm measures what's going on and it says, hold on, no one's clicking this video, it might go, we messed up. And I could pinpoint a couple of channels in the community. I won't because it's not fair, but. I know that's happened on a couple of channels and it's why they get very low view. People say things like, oh, I bought subs and all that. The, these channels haven't bought subs. What's happened is they've been on an upward trajectory, easy for me to say, and then they've done something. Mm-hmm. They've done a video that YouTube tried to push. They got to the point I've just described. They pushed it and it messed up. Mm-hmm. And they went, YouTube's algorithm went, oh, maybe he's not the guy we thought he was. And that's what, uh, that I think, and that could all be the last five minutes, and I apologise to the audience, the last five minutes could all be complete and utter BS. Mm -hmm. But that's my theory. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm sticking to. And that hasn't happened for me yet. And I might have messed up. I could be on that that thing. But it has happened. Have a look around. Have a look at other channels, the channels you watch in the retro gaming community, and you'll see the ones that have took off, Mm -hmm. and you'll see the ones that are completely stagnant. Yeah. And they will claim that they're stagnant because they want to be stagnant. They don't want views. They don't want subscribers. Mm-hmm. You're sad if you want that stuff. That's madness. Why would you want that? But really it's because they're just very uh, stagnant. And you know what? I'm going to be put it out there. Maybe they don't want that stuff. Maybe they've given up with the YouTube world and they're just happy with what they got and they're happy with the friends that they've made already. But there are people, if I wouldn't have stayed at it, when I made, I didn't meet some of my best friends, the best people I've met on YouTube, I didn't meet them till a hundred videos. So if I would have give up on 50 videos, if I would have just fallen into that trap of making the same old low quality, you know, maybe not, maybe not be able to hear them or see them or, or whatever things that make the person switch off is what I'm trying to get out after 20, 30 seconds. I wouldn't have made the friends that I have over a hundred, you know, after a hundred videos. So I'm thankful for that. So you've got to keep plugging away, you know? Yeah, and and uh, you, you said something there that's uh, that, that's that's very real. There is the is the hundred videos 
tens seems to be the magic number. Um, if you if you read Daryl Eve's book, latest book, the YouTube formula, or you watch the vidIQ guys or the guys from YouTube Buddy, Nick Numan and Dean Numan and Dan Patel and all them guys, they always say that you know your first one hundred videos that's the, that's your that's your history and your and your learning curve because you know you go back to your first ten videos and they're not great. Then you look at, look at your next ten videos and they're not great. But by the time you get to sixty or seventy, you're starting to make a bit of headway. And by one hundred, that's then when YouTube almost flicks the switch and goes, this this channel's for real. These guys are, are consistent. They are putting they are putting the effort in or or, or whatever it is. And um I've I've read that and I've heard that theory numerous times. And like like you said, like you you know, you've spoken to people, you've studied it a bit like myself as well. And um, you know, the the these people aren't wrong. These a lot of these people are experts in this area. So I, I think I think the number one hundred is very very important, and um, I have said to people too in the past. Now I am I haven't been in a position where I've had thousands of subscribers. I haven't, but I know enough. I know enough about YouTube to be able to advise people. Because once upon a time, I used to be YouTube certified whenever you could do the three exams. But yeah, I can't do that now because you have to be monetized before you can do it again. So I was able to, I was in a position where I could advise people. And that was the, that was the advice I would give as well, Rob, would be get to your first 100. And then the door will open a little bit more for you. But it's not, don't put out 100 random videos. It's, it has to have, it has to have, consistency. A, it has to have consistency. Exactly right. Yes. It has to be within a niche, you know, because you have to remember too, Rob, and you'll totally agree with us, is whenever we're making videos or content, we're making content for human beings. We're not making it for an algorithm. We're not making it for a computer system or an AI. We are making it for the person that wants to click on your video, yes. your green room tour, or the guy that plays Mario Maker. We 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 are we are making content for human beings. So yeah. you know that's that's what we have to remember. So it's it's easy to kind of fall in that trap, I believe, where you're you're making videos with uh, with uh, strategic keywords and phrases, and you're saying things, and it's a bit robotic, and it's not. It's not real. You're making it, it almost feels like you're making it for YouTube as opposed to for your audience. So I, I totally agree with you, Rob. The 100 is definitely the is definitely is definitely the magic number. So you know we had a conversation before um, we had a conversation before we we come on live in the podcast or we started the podcast, and you you took a you took a look at my channel and you were critiquing it. I think it's a fair word to say, and uh, some of the things you said is is, is very true, and um, there is. This this is one thing that I think people should really pay attention to, and this is the real estate that they have on their channel, and that includes their banner, their profile, and their about section. And I have seen so many channels, and I've helped I've helped the, I've helped a few channels out. I had a bit of paid work a couple of years working with with a client about with YouTube, and we we done quite well. We were quite successful, but these were the things that were overlooked. And I want, um, we're going to discuss this now, Rob. Why is your banner, your landing page, let's, let's go back, right back to basics here. Let's look at, we are now sitting with a blank YouTube channel. We know why we're here. We know what niche we're going into. We know what we have to do in order to get the content out there and personality being real on on uh, on the on your on your videos. So now we are sitting now with our with our blank YouTube channel. Why is the banner, the profile, the name, the about section, the tags, Rob? Talk to me. Why are these so important 
And why are they overlooked? Um, well, I can't give you the answer to why they're overlooked at the end because that I don't know how that I don't know why they're overlooked. I really couldn't even have uh, maybe effort levels, I, I, or maybe people don't believe they're important. I don't yeah. know, but I would like to take it back to humans and human beings. And they say that I think they say it's something like 0.3 seconds to form an opinion of somebody. And that opinion is based nearly entirely on their appearance because you certainly haven't spoken to them in 0.3 seconds. Mm -hmm. Now, if you equate that into a YouTube channel, what did we say? We said that we need returning viewers. Mm -hmm. Now, if we need returning viewers, the way to get returning viewers is through notifications or through YouTube presenting the video back to them, even when they're not subscribed, they don't necessarily need to be subscribed, they will get the video presented back to them if they consistently watch your videos. So even if they're unsubscribed, that's why you get 70% of people, uh, 70%, about 70% on my channel of views are still not uh, subscribed. Mm -hmm. So if we say at the time of making this, we're 2,200 uh, subscribers and only and 70% of those are not subscribed. That's a potential just subscriber base of people that are watching a video of over 10,000 subscribers. Mm -hmm. So straight away, you're, you, you're trying to look for the beating of the, uh, you just said it, you know, beating the algorithm, like there is no beating the algorithm. You need mm -hmm. to apply to people, but the algorithm looks at people and it looks at the behavior of people. So you need re returning viewers. Now, how do you get returning viewers? You get returning viewers through people that are subscribed and notifications. And like I say, a little bit of, of it appearing on the, on the homepage. How do you get people to subscribe? Well, it isn't, it's a call to action. They call it a call to action in the YouTube world. Mm -hmm. It's saying, can you subscribe? Now, there is a really weird, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a really weird notion in the world of YouTube, certainly in the UK retro scene that I won't, you know, we don't need to name names, but there's a really weird notion that you should absolutely never ask anybody to subscribe. And I, I don't get it. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. That's like being in the middle of a bar and never asking a, and, and waiting for the woman to come up to you to ask mm -hmm. you out. How often does that actually happen? Yeah. So you have to ask people. Now, there are mechanics that say, well, I haven't asked someone for 10 weeks and I've still gained subscribers. Yeah, these are coming from channels that have already got 500,000 subscribers. Yeah. YouTube's already pushing their videos. You're a, you're, a, you're a minion in the world of YouTube, as I am. We're minions. We need to ask. We need to ask people. You know, if you like this kind of content, please go hit the subscribe button. It would help me out a ton. You know, you're basically saying, if you like me, if you like what I do, even if you hate what I do, well, go subscribe and come take the mickey out of me again or mm. come watch me make a fool of myself again. And that's one mechanism. And the second, and I think this, the second most important, I mean, content's in there and all that. We've, we've, we've already done that conversation. Obviously, you need all that. But the second most, uh, you know, reason to subscribe is the first impression you get. Mm -hmm. So you click on the YouTube channel. What do you do? You're looking. You, 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 you open the YouTube channel and you're looking. You're going, right, what is it? I'm forming an opinion. Mm. I've got a dark, dingy banner with a weird-looking text that I can't properly read that's all pixelated. Oh, is this, you know, this is like the ugly girl in the bar. Do I really want to go talk to her? Mm. Or do I want to click it? Because there's loads of girls on YouTube. There's tons. There's literally a 
billion channels or something stupid. Why do I want to click on this one? Why do I want to subscribe to this one? So banner should be bright. It should be vibrant. You've got a really short amount of time to tell your audience what you do. So you want to have four or five words in the banner, no more than four or five words, I would say. Let's let's put a cap on it and say 10 words. You should absolutely have no more than eight to 10 words. And you should be saying things like what you do on the channel and you should stay true to that. Don't start going off and doing videos about random stuff. Yeah. You know, stay true. Build another channel. If you want to do videos of that stuff, build another channel and mm-hmm. put them videos on that channel. That's what YouTubers do. They build a second channel, like the Mario Maker guy that's yeah. doing retro. He doesn't do it on the main channel. He does it on the second channel. So you need to do that. Then you're, you need to think about your brand. Now, again, people will go, I'm a user. I just mess about on YouTube. I don't need a brand. Okay, this conversation is not for you. That's fine. That's okay. Go mess about on YouTube. Treat it like you're in the pub with your friends. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But we're talking to people that want to grow their YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So have a brand. Have your thumbnail. Think about when you pop up in a chat, when you leave a comment, they can't see you. They can only see your name and your thumbnail, your little circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, not thumbnail, sorry. Your little uh, icon, they call it on YouTube. They can see your icon and they can see your name. Your name needs to be relevant to what you do. I cannot understand these people that have really irrelevant names that have got no, you can't even spell it, Like they're spelling it in a completely different way. So when I'm searching for it, I'm not even going to gain a view or a subscriber because they can't find my channel. Mm -hmm. So that needs to tie in. So you look at it, you go, wow, look at the banner. Oh, and that matches the icon. And then I'm going to scroll down and the thumbnails all kind of look the same. This looks professional. This is, I want to be part of this professional, you know, professional aspect. I'm going to click on a couple of these. What do they do? What is this channel? So put a, put a you know, another tip, put a, um, a section at the top with, with videos you're proud of, you know, videos that you feel show what you do. So if you go onto my channel and, and loads of others, you know, the, the retro gamer boy gave me a load of advice in this area. Um, I didn't invent this stuff. I've just listened. I've just opened yeah. my ears and listened to people. Um, put a bit at the top which and, and pin out some videos. This is me. This is what I do. This is some some extracts from a from a if it's a if it's a retro gaming podcast, here's a video of extracts of funny moments from the mm-hmm. first five episodes. And put that as your intro. You know, you've got space on your homepage to start a video playing every time they click on the on the page. Yeah. There's a setting within YouTube, customization, that you can start a default video for subscribers that enter your page, and you can start a default video for non-subscribers that enter your page. So non-subscribers, you want to show a video of something you do. Sometimes it's a room tour. With a retro gaming uh, channel, it's probably a room tour. Yeah, because you want to show off. You want to show them. You want to show off. You want to show your games. You want to go, this is what I've got. This is how many I've got. Look at me. I've got loads of games and you might be interested in some of these. And if you are, click subscribe. You're not saying that, but that's what you're saying by the video. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other side of the coin, you want something that will hook the non-subscribers or the subscribers, whatever way you're looking at. You want one for one. Don't just do the same video. Put one for, you know, one that's going to drag them in. Your subscribers are going to have watched the 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 the, the tour. Mm-hmm. They're going to have watched the tour video. So you don't need that starting. Now you want a little funny clip, something that makes people laugh, something that makes your returning subscribers 
remind themselves of why they watch your channel. Mm-hmm. Oh, he looks like Mike Brewer. I get it all the time. Like I said, Mike Brewer, Wheeler Dealers. Oh, he's the Mike Brewer of YouTube. I love it. I love that. I love Mike Brewer. <laughs> I literally love Mike Brewer. He's like my idol. <laughs> so, I, so I love it. So they go, so I want a clip on there that makes me be like Mike Brewer. That's fine. You know, um, be known for something, you know, if it's, if it's, you, you know, if it's rubbish, if it's good, be known for it. It's no good being known for nothing because mm-hmm. then you're a nobody and you get known for nothing. You know, if you, yeah. if you make the worst YouTube videos with the worst lighting and the worst audio, at least you're known for having terrible quality YouTube videos. <laughs> it's better to be known for something than known for nothing. Well, very true and a, a very philosophical uh, answer, Rob. And, uh, uh, you know, I think you're right. Be, be known for something. You know, it's uh, don't. It's, 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 it's a shame that you put your time and effort into making content and to be so kind of uh, flippant about it and be like, I'm just here for, for a good time and to mess about. You know, it's, you know, it's, we, we kind of all know deep down it's not really like that, but... You know, it's 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 good to see it's, it's good to see people doing making content and and, and giving it a go. And we kind of know deep down that you know the, the, they would love to see an extra twenty thirty views on their videos. They they would. We all would. But listen, Rob, let's talk about let's talk about something that a, a lot of people are, are well not afraid of. It's probably the wrong sort of terminology to use, but they're a little bit. Um, they're a little bit alien probably to this, and that's the YouTube studio. Now, we've talked about, we've, we've got the banner, we've got the, the name, what we do, when we're going to upload videos, you know, you know, another important, another important tip as well, Rob, and, and you do this as well, is that having all, having your banner optimized for mobile as well is, Absolutely. Uh, is very, to, very, yeah. very important you because you know yourself, Rob, most of the, most of the, the viewers of the audience are, are on their mobile phones or tablets, you know. So we, we, we've, we've, got our, we've got our reason why we're here. We, we've niched down. We know what type of content we're going for. We've got our, our channel set and sweet. And the other thing we didn't really talk about, actually, and we'll go back to that now, actually, is the about section, Rob. How important is that? Very. It's very, it, it's absolutely important because that is, again, your, 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 look, I'm going to be, I'm going to be frank with you. A lot of actual Let's call them customers. I come from the the, the, the sales world. Um, <laughs> let, let's call uh, let's call YouTube viewers customers. People that come to your channel are potential customers of your product. Your product is you. Your product is a video about you. You collecting videos. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're collecting video games. You're not selling anything, but we're just pretending that these are are, are customers. You're only selling yourself, sort of thing. Yeah. Now, the majority of the time the customer is not going to look at the about page. They might, but for the majority of the time, they don't. What, the people that do look at the about page are potential collaborators. And YouTube is about collaboration as well. That's what I come back to. When I first started this, I said that YouTube was about making friends, sharing opinions, and uh, putting your opinions out there on a sharing site. And 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 finding people with the same sort of opinions as you, and that's that's collaborating as well. Yeah, you want to collaborate if you want to grow your channel. You want to collaborate with other people. You want to talk about your um, your hobby with those other people. Those people that have been on YouTube for longer, they know the game. Listen to them. You've got two ears and one mouth. 
you know, so that means listen double as much as you speak. Well, I'm not doing that on this podcast, <laughs> but that's what you should do when you're when you're when you're uh, doing this stuff. You know, listen to what they've got to say, and uh, and collaborate, and and hopefully, you know, you make friends with them. And I've made friends with some some brilliant people that have got way over a hundred thousand subscribers, and uh, and they're great, and they're full of information. I don't want to take it as serious as what they do. I don't have time to. I wish I did. Um, I don't have time to. I would if I could. I I take this about as serious as I can. But about page is very, very important for collaborators. It's also important for uh, people like, let me give you an example. I was uh, approached um, by BBC uh, Radio, BBC Essex. Okay, yeah. There you go. Beautiful. Um, To come and talk. I actually missed it because I wasn't uh, looking at my phone and it was a very short notice thing. Uh, they wanted someone to guest appear on a radio show, BBC Essex Radio, and uh, to talk about how ridiculous the price of retro games had got, something like that. I can't yeah. remember what it was. And um, the, the first message, we've looked at your about tab, we've got your detail. You know, like what I'm saying is that, that sort of thing. Now, I might go out on BBC Essex. I'm not trying to make money from this, but I'll go on BBC Essex and they'll go, Oh, do you want to talk? And some person might be listening in the car and go, oh, that sounds interesting. I've gained another subscriber. That's possibly a potential returning viewer. That's possibly another uh, notch in the algorithm that's going to push me to another 10 potential viewers or 10,000 potential viewers. So what I'm trying to say is that About tab needs to contain information about you. It needs to contain, uh, it needs to be friendly. It needs to, you need to be aware of who might read it, which I personally believe are collaborators mm-hmm. um, or potential collaborators, big YouTubers, small YouTubers, just people that might like you, whatever, might want to do a video with you, which can be really fun. It's one of the best things. You know, I've collaborated with people like, uh, well, all the people on the on the podcast that I was doing, uh, you know, which you'll see on there, but, but people like Slopes Games or um, Retro Game Boy and um, Radical Reggie and like loads of good people and I can't name them all, but um, there, there's been loads of people and Retro Ghetto, some of the best videos and most fun I've had uh, with friends has been uh, talking and chatting mm-hmm. uh, to Retro Ghetto. So like what I'm saying is, Get, get your about tab right, guys. Jesus, you're not going to get, you know, don't just have it blank. And 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 if you are going to have it, it takes five minutes. And don't put uh, home of retro gaming or don't like with four, four words, you know, don't put um, like put make, make sell yourself. It's, mm-hmm. it's an opportunity to sell yourself to potential collaborators. Uh, and look, here's another thing. I'm going to be open. I love the, the chance for someone to send me something. I mean, how amazing is it yeah. for someone to send you a controller? I got sent a controller to have a look at. I had a look at it. It was mm. brilliant. You know, they didn't say I had to say it was brilliant. Yeah. They just said, do you want to have a look at it and make a video? I had a look at it. I made a video. And, um, and you know, just, just as you say that, like two, two, two great guests that we had on, on the show here, um, Goldtooth gets sent stuff all the time. Yeah. And uh and uh Paul from Retrobit has now been approached to review Spectrum games. So he's It'll getting... be down to the about tab. A yep. lot of that. 100%. I know that sounds crazy, but the about tab is very important to mm-hmm. businesses. Remember, these businesses are looking at you, they're looking at your content, and then they're looking at that about tab. Yeah. So it's not just a case of I oh I would love stuff. This 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 is proven. This this happens. 
you know, and that's it's yeah. down to having a nice about page, and uh, you, you could take mine and said it was uh, it was good, it was personal, you know, and uh, I, I think that's a good opportunity for you for 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 another hook to your channel, and um, uh, uh, as far as I am, I believe that I think that the algorithm can do stuff with your about your about section to you and help. You know, a lot of the keywords can be sent out. So if you're talking keywords, retro, yeah, everything's if keywords. If you're talking yeah. retro gaming, collecting. If you're talking about reviews, gameplay, whatever it is, all those little words all get yeah. sent out into the out into the YouTube ecosystem. So listen, it is very important. I I totally agree with you, and it's, it's a thing. It's a it's an element of a lot of people's channels is overlooked and not and not completed, and it's. I've seen some great channels and then I always, because I would be a bit funny about the about section because I always like to see it filled in and the amount of channels that don't have anything, it's like you said, four words, home of gaming, home of live streaming, home of whatever, but that tells, that tells, it's like, it's like buying a game, it's like going in and buying a game, turning to the back of the box to find out what's this game about? What is yeah. the narrative? What is the story? And it's the same for the channel too. If we have nothing, we, you know, we, we, it's, it's hard for us to invest in, into a channel that, that doesn't have that, you know. But again, I'm not saying that we're experts here, Rob, but listen, you, nah. you've, you've, you've been, you're, you're on the journey, you know, you, you've had a lot of milestones. I, I am uh, starting out, and you know, you said at the very start, you know, if you want to do something else, have different channels. Now, I, I said the, the Helen on this podcast, I've had more channels than I've had day, than there's days of the weeks at times. But I have to go through the process to find what it is that I wanted to do. So, very happy with what I'm at now, but I always take the approach that whenever I'm starting the channel, I have a good banner, I have good information on that, I have a good channel name, a good profile picture, and the about section. And one thing you did mention that is vitally important is having your uh, your customised video for new subscribers and returning viewers and catchy playlists as well. And you having and having that structured on your channel, you know, and this isn't the you'll agree, Rob. This isn't the big job. You could spend no. two hours on your channel, and you could have it sitting absolutely spot on. Yeah, but it's it's madness. I still look at at, at channels that have been on ten years, five thousand subscribers, nothing at all in any of this, and it just goes to show. I'm probably going to upset people, but it just goes to show how easy it was back then. Because, and I've spoke to Pete Snestastic about this, who's a good friend of mine, and I, and I really, uh, really have a lot of time for him. And he's open with it. Rob, it was easy. You made a few videos. You know, you there wasn't enough people. There wasn't many people. So, you know, loads of people watch YouTube. In 2022, you were embarking on a journey, um, as I was in 2021. Mm -hmm. And I've been told countless times, Yes, there is a bigger audience for retro games, but there are also a there is also a much larger, you know, much more uh, YouTubers or potential creators or whatever you want to call people, people that make videos in their games room and share them. You know, there are so many more that it is a really oversaturated market where it wasn't back there. So, mm -hmm. just think what I would say is just think them people that have done that and have not done those, those basics, you know, if that's your thing, fine. Okay. No worries. But if uh, you would have just think of the amount of subscribers you would have had through that, because that's all the likes of metal Jesus did. Mm -hmm. He, he, he professionalized. Yeah. 
He professionalized. He made a lot of content. He niched into PC. I mean, bearing in mind there was a lot of PC game stuff because because of where he came from. And mm-hmm. you know, I watched him for years. He did pickup videos. He niched into the pickups videos, sharing the games. And there wasn't many like him, yeah. as in the sheer size and quantity of what he had or what he was building. Um, getting out on on hunts and and all the rest of it. And he carried on, and he was he was thing. And now he now he's the biggest in the world when it comes to retro gaming. I'd say. And, you know, we've, we've said here, and it's, it's easy for us to criticise, it's easy for anybody to criticise, you know, channels that haven't done. But the, the bottom line is we, we want to see these channels succeed and flourish. And we want to see people, you know, put up a new banner or fill up their about section. Because like, part of it, being part of the community is, you know, we, we want to, we want to, like in an ideal world, we want to support each other and we want to see each other doing well. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that. Uh, we'll touch on that a little bit later on. But, you know, this is why we're doing the podcast because we, we want to help people. We we have studied this. We have read books. We have spoken to people. We have, you know, sp- we have talked with experts in the area. And, you know, we, we want to, uh, we want to, if, if, if changing a banner helps someone get an extra 100 subscribers and a thousand views then you know uh, that's that's exactly what we want you know so listen we were we were moving on to the youtube studio um rob and a lot of people think this is the devil that you know uh, don't be checking it every day and don't be getting hung up on on x y and z and subscribers and viewers and don't look at it for a month you know this 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 piece of uh these these metrics and this data is very very important, and I think it's something that people should try and learn at least the basics of. Would you Would you agree, Rob? I would agree, but I think on listening to your last uh, podcast um, or or recent podcast uh, with regards to depression or, or mental health in mm-hmm. in, um, I think this is a really careful. You know, you've got to tread carefully around this. And as I know you are and you would anyway, because one thing that I would say is that the YouTube studio and chasing those numbers can become very addictive. Mm -hmm. Now, you should use the YouTube studio. I'm with you completely. You should use it to look at what's happening, like like to measure your progress. I mean, I, I... I, I, I want to go back to, to, to an hour or to some time ago where I said, you know, identify what you're doing it for and then do the way you want to do it. You know, you, you want to, you, what you doing it for, once you've identified what you're doing it for, do it for that. Mm-hmm. And I am somebody that wants to make the best of a situation. So if I have a YouTube channel and I've got a hundred subscribers well, I want 101. And if mm-hmm. I've got 101, I want 120. And if I've got 120, I want 200 and et cetera, et cetera. Now that ain't just YouTube. You guys out there that, you know, and, and a lot of my subscribers do know me. They, you know, I'm very open. I'm open book. I'm exactly like I'm in real life as I am on the channel. But the people that really know me in real life know that internally I am always chasing more. Mm-hmm. Whether that be money, predominantly, let's be yep. honest. Whether that be cars, watches, houses, games, uh, anything, I'm chasing more. I'm always mm-hmm. thinking about and that. Take a take a step back. Take yourself out the circle. Take yourself. Take your head out the bubble. It ain't the best place to be. Mm-hmm. 
Now, now, unfortunately, I live with that. That's the way I am. That's my personality. You cannot change your personality. So what I try to do with YouTube is I try to, well, well, I do that. I can't odds it. So I do check YouTube Studio, and I think you should check YouTube Studio. But keep an eye on how much you're checking YouTube Studio Mm. because you shouldn't be checking it. You know, there there are some people out there, and I fell into the trap of doing this, checking it every, I don't know, half an hour. Like, I wonder if I've got a new subscriber. I wonder if I've got, oh my God, I've got three subscribers. Half an hour later, oh, well, oh no, I've lost one. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. That is when you've got to look at it. But the analytics, so first thing I do is, uh, or what I do, sorry, not first thing I do, when I open the studio app, the first thing I do is I press analytics at the bottom and I look at, I press last 60 minutes or I press, let's go back, let's go back. I press analytics, I go down, I press real time Mm -hmm. and then I press last 60 minutes at the top. I refresh and I see how many views I've got. Mm -hmm. That is just about the most, the most I do with actually analyzing what's happening on the channel unless I release a video. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you've got the sliders at the top, which tell you watch time. Remember, I'm not chasing any goals now. You know, the 1,000 subscribers is the best goal. Mm -hmm. The the 1,000 subscribers in 4,000 hours is absolutely the best. You'll never feel, I heard that from Top Hat Gaming Man, you will never feel better than that that goal. Mm -hmm. It's the the best goal. And he got over 100,000. He still maintains. When he got over 100,000, he got his silver play button. Um... I think it's silver play button. He, uh, he, he wasn't as happy as when he got a thousand. Well, I suppose the, the argument there is whenever you get your, uh, your thousand subscribers and 4,000 hours, you've almost passed the YouTube test. Exactly. Cause, cause that's what yeah. they, that's what they, that's what they want you to do. That's what they want you to, uh, to strive for and, uh, and achieve. And once mm. you, you've got that and you've been accepted under the YouTube partner program, that basically means, you know, <clears throat> and like I, I know of channels that have, have reached that, but they, they weren't, they weren't allowed to be part of the, the partner program simply because they were too crude. There wasn't, uh, yeah. the, 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 the content has to be family friendly. That's, that's just the bottom line. It has to, it has to be, you know, it has to be family friendly. And, you know, if you're not striving for that goal and you're happy enough to curse and be rude and you know whatever it is listen everyone's different everyone has different tastes and if that's something that you want to do that that's perfectly fine and today who am i to 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 criticize well and i'm not doing that but the thing is if you know if if you if you've put all that time and effort and you've got the thousand subscribers and the four thousand hours and and you can't get into the youtube partner program that that's gotta hurt you know that's gotta be there's part of you would be thinking Oh, I should have, you know, I should have, you know, done it right, you know, and, um, and you said something earlier on there about, you know, and I'm just, this is, this is a, this is a taboo subject because, you know, people will go, he or she is only popular because they're buying subscribers. Now, let me, let me tell you something about, about that is that yes, you can buy subscribers, but we are dealing with artificial intelligence here. This is what this algorithm is. YouTube audits our channels almost every day. And if YouTube sees an influx of subscribers coming in at the one time, so just say you go onto these sites and you buy a thousand subscribers for 80 pounds and you get your thousand subscribers and you're brilliant. Look at my channel. I've got 
thousand subscribers. I can almost guarantee ninety nine point nine percent within three days that will be uh, they will be removed from your channel. Now, I've seen enough videos and enough experiments of this to see how this works, and the the YouTube algorithm just it won't let you. So no one can turn around and say. He or she is only successful because they've bought subs because your channel is audited. It's like a it's like a sweep we get every couple of days on every channel. This 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 algorithm is so smart. It knows exactly what you can't trick it. You can't pull a wool over its eyes. And you know, once the once you know, a small channel that had maybe ten subscribers all of a sudden has a thousand and ten that's when the alarm bells go off. And even if they see like an influx of 20, 30, because if you, this is like you said, Rob, you, you checked your YouTube studio and it went from say, uh, 85 down to 81. Right. And you're kind of going, Oh, what have I done? You know, that's annoying. But then all of a sudden, you know, you might come back a day later and it might be up to 86. So YouTube might have went, you know what? Them two subs might have been, they are legit. Let's add them back on again. So, you know, the, the, uh, the algorithm is very, is, is very precise. It's, it's a, it's a delicate piece of, uh, of, of AI. And, you know, for, for someone to turn around and say, you're only popular because you bought your subs. And that does more damage to your channel than anything else. Because you know this is this is going to affect your YouTube partner program status. You know YouTube will know exactly what you've been up to. They're they're going to know that these are dummy or bot accounts. You know there's no likes, no comments, no you get no. So you could have if you have a video, for example, and you have a thousand subscribers sitting on your channel, and you have thirty views. There's something badly wrong there. The the numbers don't add up. And you said you're a numbers man, Rob. So you know yourself. Like one on one isn't making two here. If your channel's like that, it's, it's making seven or eight, and it's not making any sense. So there, there's no way that we can we can buy subs legitimately and get away with it. We we simply can't because it's it's, it's impossible. You know, they may stay on your channel for forty eight hours, but we'll get audited, and then subs will soon be will soon be removed. You know, so you know you you talked about the you check your views, and that's as that's as much as uh, as, as you kind of delve into it at times. But there are there are a few other things that I that I personally find interesting, and I personally find that they they do sort of lighten the mood, because other than the subscribers going up and down, which can play havoc with your with your mind and your mental health, and I do agree with that, because one minute you're you're riding the crest of a wave, and you've got a hundred subscribers, and all of a sudden, then you know you're going to do your one hundred subscriber special, then you're you're down to ninety four because you've you've lost them. Is that you know if the impressions and the click-through rates and the retention, I, 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 I believe those three analytics are very important. Did you know that, I'll, I'll, I'll divulge my impressions just for the last 28 days. YouTube sent my thumbnail out 15,000 times this month. You know, I don't yeah. have 15,000 subscribers, 15,000 views, but... That's that's a great feeling. Whoa, I must be doing something right for them to give me fifteen thousand impressions. Okay, you, yeah. you're you're probably way off the charts with you, with yours. The click through rate out of the fifteen thousand impressions, four point five had clicked on the thumbnail, and then the average retention is nine minutes. Now people may be going in your podcast over an hour, but what's what's actually yeah, that's hap- still good? Yeah, that's what's still actually happening, Rob, retention. is that nine minutes of retention. But people are coming back to finish off the podcast. They might be watching 10 minutes and they'll come back and watch another 
10 minutes later on. And the, do you know what I mean? So that's that's all adding up. So although I'm sitting on 85 subscribers, which I'm very proud of, and thanks to everybody who subscribed, and, you know, over a 1,000 uh, views this month, you know, I can take away from that, by ignoring the subscribers and the views, that YouTube thought my thumbnails were good enough for them to send that out 15,000 times. So, you know, there, yeah, there, there are, yeah. if once you get your head around impressions, click through rate and the retention and stuff like that, there are, there are a lot of positives that you can take away from the studio. If, you know, and I, I, I do, I, I, I am the same as you, Rob. I like to see what, what's been done the last 60 minutes. Now I'm not in the position where I'm getting loads. Maybe get one or two views will always pop up. But that being said, you know, once you're, once you're, you get the ball rolling and you get more videos out, you know, and if you kind of stay away from subscriber numbers and that, and start looking at click-through rate impression, And, you know, these impressions are great because I can look at that and go, well, that was sent out 15,000 times and 4.5% clicked on the thumbnail. What could I be doing to get that click-through rate higher? So there's, there's uh, you know, there's 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 a lot to take away from the studio there. And I, I, I think it's beneficial, but I do agree with you that it's, it's, an, it's a trap that you can easily fall into if you if you it get if you get bogged down with numbers and subscribers yeah. and views early on at this kind of at my stage should I say Rob I'm at a position now where I just need to be focusing on titles thumbnails and good content yeah remember what I said and and that comes back to uh, everything you're saying plays into what I started with which mm-hmm. is they're going to show it to more people yep you're going to get that you know if you're consistent. YouTube will show it to more people. If it's a good thumbnail, people will click on it. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it's content that, you know, they also need to know that they also need to, uh, YouTube as an algorithm needs to understand and and it goes back to the about page and the keywords of the, of the channel and the mm-hmm. overall approach of the channel. If you are a cooking channel and you do a Resident Evil video and that Resident Evil video has got the best ever click and you've got uh, 5,000 subscribers on your cooking channel you've made a hundred cooking videos your hundred first video hundred first video is Resident Evil it is a blinder of a video it gets a hundred thousand views you might gain five percent and double your subscriber count to ten thousand now remember we've got consistency 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 with the cooking videos we throw a Resident Evil video in there. YouTube says, hold on, people are actually viewing this because the content's brilliant or you've got there before someone else, you know, Resident Evil 20 is out and you've got there a day before someone else and YouTube throws it in the mix. You gain 5,000 subscribers. Your next video is about cooking. You're not going to get them retaining views. So YouTube goes, well, hold on, I've just shown this to double the people I showed it last time and you've actually got, 5% of the views. I'm not showing your videos anymore. So now the content on the cooking channel is ruined. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it. I could give it an exact, I won't because it's not fair, but I could give an exact uh, channel that this has happened to. Mm-hmm. And you will see thousands of subscribers and everybody will go, oh, they've been bought. Oh, he bought his subscribers and 50 views. And the reason is, is because that's what happened. Yeah. And I can show you the video when it happened. And I can show you the peak in Tube Buddy if you want to see the peak. Mm-hmm. That that happened. And you'll go, but look at the views. Yeah. But unfortunately, it ruined the channel because it showed his, his videos to uh, 
the wrong the wrong crowd. Sorry, it showed that video to uh, to the right crowd, but then the next video was for the wrong crowd. So YouTube yeah. said, uh, "What the what the hell? You know, what are you doing here? This is not right." And YouTube, you know, and people are choosing not to watch it. So I'm not going to take a chance on you again. I've got another billion creators. Why would I want to take a chance on you? I, I don't need to take a chance on you. I haven't got a time to take a chance on you. I've given you your chance and you failed miserably. So in, in, in answer to uh, the buy-in subscribers, we've had, we've had it said, you know, buy subscribers and, and all the rest of it. If, if anybody, there are people that have bought subscribers and I, again, I won't name uh, things. Some people have openly admitted to it um, and left uh, the, that left the platform, you know, they, they've come out, they've said, you know, someone that I watched quite a lot, uh, certainly through my Amico, because I, I did a bit of Amico content early on because I was really excited for the, oh, you know, look, I was excited to bring the family together in the front room. I still stand by that. If it comes out, I'd buy it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably edging towards the fact that it won't come out, unfortunately, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. Um, I really hope it does and I wish them all the best, but it doesn't look good at this point but either way um that i forgot where i was going with this now the the, the, buying subscribers yeah the 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 buying subscribers you know you anybody that knows that person absolutely bought subscribers he admitted to it and left uh youtube anybody that knows me personally or has gotten to know me would know that i would never buy subscribers and the reason for that is the same reason why I don't wear a fake Rolex and I don't drive a Ferrari that's really an MR2 underneath. I mean, I don't drive a Ferrari full stop. But I don't, you know, I don't wear fake clothes. I don't have fake games, as I call them. I don't have replica boxes. I don't. What is the point in, in buying something? to justify who am I justifying it to other than myself if I have if I have a thousand say I have 10,000 subscribers I have the money yeah if I don't have any idea how you buy subscribers by the way I think that you could do it on this website called Fiverr I think there's groups of people in India that will subscribe to you you're going to get them taken off you know like you've said and you can see that by the way go on a website called Social Blade Put your favorite YouTube channel that you believe by subscribers into Social Blade and look at the patterns over the last year and pick out areas. Anytime you have got more subscribers in a day than you have views, something happened. Mm -hmm. How can you get, unless you've been shared by somebody else, if you've been shared by somebody else, but even then, most of the time, Metal Jesus shouts Rob from Essex Retro. The Essex Retro Gamer. Oh my God, you've got to go check out. I won't do the accent. You've got to go check out Essex Retro Gamer. Do they just subscribe? Of course they don't. No. It's ridiculous. They go watch a video. So there's a view and there's a subscribe. Yeah. So if you go on to Social Blade, go look. Go look at my statistics. I haven't genuinely haven't been on Social Blade in ages. But if you want to go and check, go to Social Blade, put in my channel and look for a day in which I gained more subscribers than views. I don't think you'll find one. I don't think it's possible. I certainly, I've not looked, but, you know, test it. But if you go out and you find somewhere, 
somebody, a channel that has gained, I, I won't name them, it's horrible and I'm not into that, but there is a channel that lots of people in the community know about, a community that I'm not particularly part of myself. I've kind of, you know, gone my own way for my own reasons. Mm-hmm. But if you go and you go and look at that channel, you will see 40, 50 subscribers with five views in a day. Sense, yeah. And then two days later, you'll see minus 40, 50 subscribers with the same amount of views. And you get systematically the same views every day, the same five views, the same 10 views. But on a Tuesday, there's 50 subscribers. On Thursday, there's minus 40. On on the next Tuesday, there's plus 73. On the uh, Tuesday after that, there's minus 47. Mm-hmm. And that is someone that is buying yeah. Uh, subscribers. It's the only. It's the only option. Yeah. There's no other. There's no other. And it doesn't matter what that person says. What anybody says, they're absolutely buying subscribers. There's no. Or they're creating Google accounts mm-hmm. that are getting deleted. It's one or the other. They could be creating fifty Google accounts, and get, that Google sends the authentic the uh, email yes. to to the inbox. They don't go and do all of the emails. They only do forty of them, and Google uh, deletes the account. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know all the scores. I, I'd. But please believe uh, sincerely, and uh, look, I'm saying please believe. I really don't care whether you believe or not. I care <laughs> if you believe, but I don't care if if the audience believe. Uh, the 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 weakest move in the world is to pretend you've got something you haven't. Yeah, great. Totally. I never ever ever pretend I've got something I haven't. And subscribers is just an extension of that. I, I, you know, I don't do it. I won't do it. Um, so anyway, but people do. And you know what? What I say to them is is like the Rolex uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. Why are you wearing the Rolex? Why are you buying the subscribers? Have a sit down. Have a look in the mirror. Think about why you're wearing that Rolex. If someone walks up to you in a bar, if a girl walks up to you in a bar and goes, oh, nice watch. Are you telling her it's fake mm-hmm. or not? And if that's if you're telling her it's fake, fair enough. Okay, you're a Jack the Lad. I love it. Yeah, it's fake. Oh my god, I don't wear it. Oh, it's rubbish. Why would you want that? Do you want it? That's different. I quite like that. That's an Essex boy. That's a cheeky chappy. Uh-huh. I quite like that. But if you're sitting there going, yeah, I've got a Rolex. Yeah, I've, you know, it's lovely, and I've got a or an expensive house, and a, do you want to come see it? And I've got a Ferrari and all that. And then the next morning, you haven't got a Rolex, and you haven't got a Ferrari, and you haven't, and you've just. You know, you could say the woman probably should do her due diligence. I don't know. <laughs> the reality is, what are you? You're a shyster. Mm-hmm. You know, let's be frank. You're a shyster. So if you're a shyster on YouTube, you're kidding yourself. I know I'm being frank and I, I apologise to anybody and I, and I want, I'll help, you know, I, I'll, I'll extend an olive branch. I don't want to pick on anybody. If someone's listening to this and they're, they're genuinely sitting there going, oh my God, I paid for subs and I'm really looking at this and I'm thinking, oh, wow, mm-hmm. this is, I I'm, I'm feel really bad now. Reach out, I'm available, you know. You can catch me on Instagram, you can catch me on Twitter. I'm not a counsellor by any means, but I will ask you, you know, why? Why Why are you doing it? If you want to just tell me I'm an idiot, go on Instagram, tell me I'm an idiot. I'll accept it. If you think that I'm wrong, fine, that's okay. It's just my opinion, guys. This, that's all it is. Um, and I just think you've got to really look hard in the mirror Yeah. when you're doing that sort of thing. Rob, you're you're on the YouTube partner program, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we've got, adver- we've got yeah. adverts on the 
So that actually, channel. that actually debunks the theory that you paid for subs because there's no way you would be part of that. Wouldn't have accepted, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know, to be honest. No, you wouldn't have been accepted. I can confirm that you wouldn't have been accepted. You wouldn't have been part of it. You wouldn't have ads running and you wouldn't be making revenue or anything from it. But I can confirm 100% that, and I've studied it enough, Rob, if you're buying subs, that's what I'm saying, we're audited, each channel is audited. And if there's strange things going on in our channels, then, you know, YouTube will not want to... uh, will not want to supply advertisers to your channel. So that completely debunks the theory that you ever bought subs, Rob. So there, there, you know, if, if you're listening to the podcast, I, I am being honest, you, there, you can't, you can't, you can't get onto the, you can't get onto the partner program if you're, if you're buying subs, cause you, you're, you're caught out straight away. So listen, now we, we've given the advice now. We, 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 we're, we're, we're telling these people now, you've got a lovely, you've got a lovely channel profile picture banner about section we're saying listen don't buy the subs go on to the youtube studio app look at your impressions your click through keep an eye on your subs keep an eye on your views and that's the way that you will genuinely start making up some ground so listen here's here's another question and we'll talk about this this loosely rob is like you know the equipment that we need in order to start a youtube channel what what you know do we need to go out and spend the thousand pound begin with no absolutely not no you you can use what you've already got on your phone i started my first 100 videos maybe not 100 my first i raced to 30 videos mm-hmm. I, I watched a vid iq video uh when i first got into it because originally I, I started youtube to do what i what i said mm-hmm. but what i do and it's part of my makeup it's part of my personality I go, right, how can I, wow, okay, 1,000 subscribers. That's a goal. I want to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, what's the advantage? Uh, well, I might make a pound a month. Yeah. <sighs> okay, yeah, I'm not really interested <laughs> in that, but that's a goal. I want to get yeah. that badge. You know, that's the way I work. Yeah, I mm-hmm. want to get the badge. So I literally um, I literally went on and, and started doing that, and I started, I started uh, trying to do what I could to obtain that badge. Mm-hmm. And uh, first thing, went on VidIQ and looked at hints and tips. And the first one was do 30 videos. Mm-hmm. Do 30 videos about the same subject, but all about different things with regards to that subject. Yeah. So you might do, uh, you know, your favorite Xbox 360 game. I mean, if you go back to my, my first content is shocking. It's absolutely shocking. Everybody's the same. It's yeah. cheesy as they come. I mean, nowadays it's cheesy as they come. So mm-hmm. how cheesy was it back back then? I'm the <laughs> cheese meister now. I'm the uh, I'm the Mike Brewer of uh, retro gaming. So I've got to be cheesy. And then at the at the beginning, it was a real. It was ridiculous. You know, I'm saying, oh, what was it? I said in one of them. Oh, is it? Uh, the bat sign has gone out above above uh, above Essex, and there's a call in. I've got a Facebook Marketplace pickup. I got to go. I mean, <laughs> anyway, I um, I went out. You know, like I just did thirty videos. I did worst N sixty four game, best console, best N sixty four game, worst Xbox three sixty game, five Xbox three sixty games you should buy, five NES games you should buy, ten Game Gear games you should buy. All of these thirty videos just churned it out. Boom, boom, boom. Recorded them quick. Didn't have no work on. Nobody did. But mm-hmm. instead of sitting there wallowing in my own self pity, I thought, you know what? I'm going to give this YouTube like a go. I'm going to try and try and do something. Try and mm-hmm. Try and uh, get that badge. 
That yeah. was what it was. So did all that, got 30 videos, all on my phone, iPhone 10 at the time. That was it. No external microphone. Uh, I was sitting down in the in the camera. Like my head wasn't in the top three quarters. Your head's supposed to be in the line in the top three quarters. You'd know that. Or your eyes are anyway, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, there, there, are, there are some fundamentals about making a video. I looked at some other YouTube things. I thought to myself, I need to learn a, a product. I'm not going to be able to learn Adobe. I haven't got time. I've got products that I need to learn at work that actually mm-hmm. pay me money. Yeah, I cannot learn Adobe. I need a simpler platform. So I opted for Filmora. I did some research and Filmora was a simpler way of making videos, but with a lot of the functionality that comes with, with Adobe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went for that. It was a 15 quid, but, but I didn't do this in the first, uh, maybe the first five videos I, I was just mixing together somehow. But then I bought the Filmora first. I started using the, I was still using the, the so I've made no outlay. I mean, this was my phone. I've made no cost outlay so far other than the 15 quid a month for Filmora. I start learning that. I start learning how to uh, add colour to the videos. Uh, I learn how to put a pop-up on screen. I'd never made a video before in my life. I had no clue how to do this stuff. And the pop-ups were terrible and they still are really. But, you know, I just try to be professional as, yeah. as I want to be, as I can put the time into. And I and I started doing that. So I, and I probably got to about, 30 videos before I bought, no, maybe 25 before I bought the first microphone mm-hmm. because I I realized that the microphone was the most important thing. Yeah, People will listen to you or they'll watch you if they can't really see you very well, but they won't listen to you if you can't, if it's terrible, yeah. if it's, you know, echoey and hurting their ears and like a chalk, you know, cr- nails mm-hmm. across a chalkboard and all that, they won't do it. So I went and bought a bad microphone. This is what people do. It's mm-hmm. what I did. I went and bought a really bad microphone because I wasn't never going to spend a hundred pound on a microphone. That was yep. ridiculous. So I bought like three or four 10 pound ones mm-hmm. um, until I realized I should just go and buy a hundred pound microphone. <laughs> so my advice is if you're going to invest, invest in a good expensive, not expensive, but a good well-rated microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I did another 30 videos and then I had about maybe six or 700 subscribers in six months. No, in less than that. Um, In maybe, maybe like four months, I had six or 700 subscribers because I was doing, I'd got the process out. Yeah. You know, for me to make a video, there's people out there making 20 minute videos. It's taking them two hours to make a video. Mm -hmm. I do things in one cut a lot of the time. Yeah. One, one, um, or or I'll be saying, uh, uh, welcome to CEX Roulette, uh, or welcome to the pickups video. And I'll say something stupid and I'll just, I'll just click my fingers and go, welcome to the pickups video. It's not great for editing back, but keep going, just start again, yeah. keep going and then edit it later. So I've got it off to a bit of a T. So I create videos quite quickly. So I churned another 40, 40 videos out with that. Mm-hmm. And then it was time for upgrade my phone. And I looked at getting a DSLR and I was going to spend a thousand pound. I said to myself, I said it on the videos. If I get to a thousand subscribers, I'll buy a DSLR and start taking YouTube seriously mm-hmm. or more. So, you know, the quality yeah. more seriously. And I, and my phone was up for renewal. So I got an iPhone 13 pro and I would say 11 pro makes really good videos. Cause that was the phone that Joe had at the time. And we, we could use that as well. Yeah. Um, but I got an iPhone 13 pro which was part of my contract deal. I didn't pay any extra. Mm-hmm. And I use that. Every video I make, I, I use my phone. 
with a with an external microphone a um that bolts onto the tripod definitely yeah. get a tripod i cannot watch videos when it's literally falling all over the place yeah. you know just get a tripod i bought my tripod for a fiver at the boat sale mm-hmm. like i'm not spending any big money here and i bought a microphone i can't remember what one it is now um but it is the one that everybody buys it plugs straight into the iphone and it mm-hmm. just sits on the it sits on the tripod and yeah we was uh, that's all i do so no no, you would be crazy because what you do, unfortunately, is you go, right, I've spent all this money. I now want the reward. Mm-hmm. And then you look at your YouTube app and you see one subscriber. Yeah. Then you go, hold off, I spent a thousand pounds. I've got one subscriber. Why did I buy all this equipment? To look better. Why do I, I look bad enough in bad camera? You know, I look, <laughs> I look at it, it's a horror show with a good camera. You know, so... So like what, you know, like, so what I'm saying is don't make that investment. Don't be silly. You're not going to make, you know, you're not going to make money out of YouTube. Get that out of your head. And if you do, then buy the camera. They're not coming to you for those extra pixels in the video. They're coming to you for your personality being a, being a, what we've already gone over. They're not coming to you for that, but they are, they will leave if, if the audio is no good. Yeah. And and they can't see you. Yeah. You know, they need to be able to see you mm-hmm. like, cause they're going to need to see your facial expressions. And that's yeah. another, that's another thing. <laughs> Guys make facial expressions. God, <laughs> don't, don't, don't sit there and just pull in one face. Like, God, I got this one uh, or whatever, you know, cause it does happen. Yeah. Or, or you know what? I'm going to go back, do that. If that's what you want to do do that yeah and of course uh, that'll come with practice as well the more videos and the more relaxed you become and the more sort of um it scares me looking at my first videos yeah. literally i've i'm 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 still at the position and some big you know gebs has said don't delete your your first videos and you know loads of people say don't don't delete your first videos mm-hmm. but it's getting close because <laughs> I go back and I watch them and they are truly, truly horrendous. But, that, but, that, but that's your humble beginnings. That's your history. That's your, that's your learning curve. That's where you go. This is what I, how I started. This is where I am now. This is what I fixed. This is what I changed. And this is where it's, it's got me to. So that's, you know, the, the, the first video is important. It's uh, it's uh, it's it's your it's your legacy on YouTube. It's where it's, it's your humble beginnings. It's your, mm. it's your but first, mama- it's your first go at it. Yeah, my mum's got pictures of me in the bath, though, and I don't start sharing them on, <laughs> on YouTube, you know, when I was three years old. So, like, I get it, you know, and it is good to have them there. And I yeah. won't get rid of them yet. So anybody that does want to look at some horrendous uh, footage of of how you should all, you know, how we all start. Yeah. And I'm not, people look, at, I still get comments now, oh, you're so natural, you know, it's so natural. And, uh, you know, it just comes so easy to you. You're obviously a salesperson. You're obviously, well, yeah. But it's still hard mm-hmm. when you first turn that that camera on yeah. because you just freeze. Joe really, look, I'm going to put it out there. Joe's the real, so I know she can't be on this tonight, but we can do another one at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah, get her involved. She, um, she, she's the real star because she's got no sales. She's not a salesperson at all. Mm-hmm. She has no, uh, she, you know, three weeks ago, um, we were invited a number of months ago to go on an OOL panel. And again, this mm-hmm. is another thing. This is making friends. This is getting out there. This is brilliant what YouTube uh, did. It wasn't paid for. We didn't We didn't have, we, you know, we got coffees. We had a few coffees, but mm-hmm. we didn't get, uh, you know, there was no accommodation paid for anything. We wasn't, we wasn't uh, given anything for doing it. We went on there and we did it, 
you know, because we thought it'd be a laugh. Mm-hmm. And I like presenting, you know, and talking to people. Yeah. She don't know. So, you know, when you think about the way that that brought us together as a couple, um, we have a hobby that we, you know, look, she's not as into games as me. Come on, I'm going to open up with you guys, you know. <laughs> oh my God, revelation coming, revelation coming. Joe's not as into retro games as Rob. Okay, now we've got that out of the way. She's not a stooge. She doesn't come on there just because she's got big boobs or because, you know, uh, I make her or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. She comes on because a hobby that she does enjoy. She does like finding games. She likes hunting down certain games mm-hmm. and she likes being a part of it. So yeah. so we do. How lovely, you know, I know I don't want to, you know, how lovely is that? I, I thank my lucky stars that my partner, because my last partner, you know, my ex, uh, I know we've all had relationships. My ex hated this mm-hmm. hobby. And there's a lot of people out there that have partners that they love dearly that hate the hobby. Yeah. Um, I've spoken to a lot of them. And I'm not saying that they're any worse or better than mine, but I've got lucky. That's all. Yeah. I just got lucky. I didn't go out to to find, so I didn't, there wasn't like a checklist like, <laughs> oh, hello, would you like a drink? Yeah. Do you like retro games? No? Oh, give me the drink back. You know, I didn't, it wasn't, it was like, it was like, oh my God, I've got this room and it's really sad. Like, do you, do you want to look at it? And she's like, oh, I don't know what I'm letting myself in for. And then you let her in the room. She's like, ah, oh, wow, this is amazing. Look at that box art. Look at this. Look yeah. at that. Look at, she went in with an open mind. That's the, that's the case. So yeah. How amazing is it? That's all I would say. So Joe's the real, the real one of the channel, really, that if you look at, I do this naturally, I do it for a job to a certain degree um, in in what I do. I present to customers all the time. Yeah. Joe doesn't. Joe doesn't at all. And uh, what an amazing thing to be able to do what she's done. So I give her, I give her loads of props for that. So yeah. Well, uh, brilliant. He's are, he's are definitely a, a great act. And you can see that it's so natural when, whenever you're, you're together. And, um, you know, the videos with Joe on them are, 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 are really good. And like you said before, it would be, it'll, we'll, we'll, we'll get another podcast lined up and we'll have the, the wonderful Joe. She'll, she'll join us and maybe tell us a few home truths. So we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get that out of her. How about you? But <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure she will. I'm sure she will. But listen, Rob, let's, let's get, uh, let's, let's kind of on, get to the end now of uh, of uh, of our of our youtube advice and our youtube journey so we've got our we've got our channel we've got our reasons for being here we know our niche we know our um we, we know our, our content strategy we know now that we you know we can get a we can get a channel up and running with with basic equipment until we are in a better position where we can afford afford something else but uh, it's very important the sound is very important i, I totally agree with that so we we upload a couple of videos now, so we've started off on our journey. We've uploaded a couple of videos of a couple of likes and a couple of dislikes, unfortunately. And all of a sudden, we start getting some we start getting some negative press in the comments. How how you know how do we deal with that? Like it's, it's no it's no secret. We receive negative comments and things have happened, and we're not going to get into into the nitty gritty of that, but. Someone come up to you and says, Rob, listen, I'm getting dogs abuse here on, on YouTube and my comments. I'm getting dislikes. You know, it's, it's really throwing me off my stride. I'm just going to give up YouTube. You know, this, this isn't worth it. You know, how, how do you deal with that? Um, well, definitely don't give up is what I would say. Mm-hmm. I do think that, that when you get hate for something, um, 
look at where the hates come from. So if the hates come from a from a from a position of jealousy, like, like let me let me let me say something. You know, we get to a, and obviously, like you said, we're not here to pick on you know pick out names or anything like that. But when someone says to me, "I hate uh, I hate Barbados," mm-hmm. you know, random as it comes, yeah, I hate Barbados because I do like to be random at times. You go, "What do you hate about Barbados?" Oh, it's so hot. Oh, okay, all right, no worries. Um, what did you go there when you was younger? No, I've never been. Oh, where have you formed an opinion then that it's hot? Well, I look on the road, Rob. You're stupid. Are you stupid? Look on your app, on your phone. It's 35 degrees. That's too hot for me. I, I hate Barbados. I don't like them sort of people. Mm-hmm. You can say something's no good, but you need to experience it yourself. And that's the same with that. If someone comes back from Barbados and they go, Rob, I had a two-week holiday in Barbados, I'm telling you, it was good for the first couple of days, but then it went really downhill. The mm-hmm. food was no good. I ended up on the toilet most of the time I was there. You know, the music, it's all that Caribbean stuff. I mean, I don't know what I expected, but I'm not really into it. You know, like, and, and gave me an actual breakdown of, of, of what the problem was. Mm-hmm. Then I go, okay, yeah, Barbados is not for you. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to have a negative opinion on something that you've never had yourself and really have no ability to get yeah and I've, I've had this in my personal life and i've seen it on youtube mm-hmm. so i get negativity for the amount of or i have got negativity for the amount of growth we've had as a channel in a very short space of time in this very busy retro uh niche mm-hmm. you could call it a niche wherever you're from yeah um so you get hate for it you go oh i could never have two thousand subscribers Oh, that must be terrible. Why? How? What what evidence? What experience have you got to to say that that's terrible? Oh, well, I haven't, but I just don't, I just wouldn't like it. And anyway, you only got them because you work harder than everyone else. Oh, okay. No personal, no personal ability then, no? No, no, there's no, no, no ability. No, no, it's just, it's just you make more videos. If you make more videos, then you'll get more views. And if you get more views, you'll get more subscribers couldn't be further from the truth mm-hmm. there's people in the community in the uk there's people in all communities there's people in retro gaming that have made triple the videos we've made and have got a quarter of the subscribers in 10 times the time mm-hmm. so if it's all about the videos you make and the quantity why is that guy or girl not giving it away gonna have more why is he not why is he or she not got more so yeah. for me, how you deal with the hate is to say, where's it coming from? Is it coming from a position of envy? Top Hat Gaming Man said jealousy versus envy in his, in his, uh, in his, in his uh, podcast we had. Really, really key point in that podcast. It's about an hour and 40, if anybody wants to fast forward to it. Um, he talks about jealousy versus envy. And it's a really, really, really key point. Are the, are the people that are applying the hate jealous? So what position are they in in life? It's very hard to tell that from YouTube, but go look at, you know, if they're an existing channel, if they're a channel that's made 50 videos, go look at the videos, watch a couple. You know, what's the demeanour? Are the shoulders up? Are the feelings good? Are the, are the, are the you know, is it like, oh, I got this game and they feel a bit down about it, you know, like, yeah. oh, I bought this Game Boy and, you know, I you know, maybe I should have, maybe I shouldn't have. 
or wow, I managed to get this Game Boy. Oh, or I've spent too much on this Game Boy. You know, like like what's the demeanor of the person? Are they just are they going for a hard time? Do they need an arm? Do they need to understand? So mm-hmm. my first thing, don't respond out on a whim. Don't go, this bloke's an idiot and and respond horribly. He could be in the worst position ever. He could be in a terrible place. Mm-hmm. You don't know his mental health. So definitely go back. And it's certainly if you don't know who he is, and like we did with 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 our good friend on the Amico. Mm-hmm. You know, I went back to to this person and I said, mate, I'm worried about you. You know, can you can like reach out? I want to help you. Because what have I done? Like what what is where's this hate coming from? You don't even know me. So reach out to me. Let's let's have a chat. Let's get on. Let's let's work out our differences. How we can have any differences, I don't know, because I've got an opinion on something yeah. and you've got an opinion on something. Let's work it out. You know mm-hmm. what? I then didn't get to uh A class shill. I only got to E class shill in his video. So I'm happy. <laughs> and, and we laugh and we joke. I'm just a little shill. I'm not a big shill when it comes to the Amico. So yeah. It's all, it's all good to me. But what I'm saying is if I would have gone back at him and gone, oh, you, you know, you're this and you're that and you're the rest of it, that was exactly what he wanted. Mm. He wanted that. Yeah. So first things first, definitely don't go back uh, with hate. Give it 10, give it 10, 20 minutes. I've been guilty of this before. Give it 10, 20 minutes. If you know them and you know what their game is, and it's coming from a position of what you believe to be jealous, jealousy, envy. If this is someone that you've had on your Facebook or mm-hmm. that knows you personally, has seen the size of your house, has seen the meals that you go on, has seen the good times, not seen the bad times, because no one ever puts the bad times out there, do they? There's mm-hmm. always the good times. So they've not seen the bad times. They've only seen the good times. And there's a little bit of jealousy and envy there. And they've waited. They've been a subscriber. You can see them in the subscriber list. They've been a subscriber since the day, the very first day. And they've only ever commented negatively. Only ever. And they've not commented in 20 videos. And then all of a sudden, you put a video out that may be a little bit on the edgy side. And boom, they're in the comments. Mm -hmm. They're the people. Have a go at them. You know, go back at them and say, what's your game? Leave the channel. I'm not going to block you because I believe in free speech. Mm-hmm. But leave the channel. If you've got such a problem, go away. That's what. That's the way I would deal with them. Mm-hmm. The ones that are pure hatred, because you get them, and especially we've got them with Joe, because she is attractive, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, what yeah. happens is that causes the other form of jealousy. One they don't believe, like Lady Decade gets all the time. They mm-hmm. don't believe she's into games at all and they believe she's there for other reasons so that gets hate and there's been some horrible hurtful comments towards her prostitution and and all sorts of different things uh you must be this and you must be that and like just where your kids are obviously thick and and because they're from you and you're thick as two short planks you don't even know this and you don't know that like literally just hate just block them don't even bother There's no point. You're never going to win that argument because they're so pathetic. They've got no life whatsoever. Mm. Same as the ones that make videos. Uh, You know, make a video, um, you know, on me. It's like, I'm a grown man. You're a grown man. If you're in the UK, you might see me. Come talk to me then. That's fine. I'm not saying we're going to fight about it, but we'll have a conversation about it. I'm not going to go away. I'm pretty full on. I'm pretty upfront. But don't pick on a woman. You know, don't pick on her. She ain't done nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. So, so why would you? That's like bullying. 
that's another form of you bullying. But this time you're bullying a woman yeah. for doing what? For being on a YouTube video mm-hmm. and looking, you know, in my opinion, attractive. Mm-hmm. What's wrong? What's she done wrong? So that's the that's the key for me. There's grades of hate. Yeah. And Pete Snestastic would tell you this, but Pete Snestastic has dealt with it by blocking everyone. Mm-hmm. I won't stop. And maybe he should, because that's best for his mental health. Yeah. You know, if that's what works for him, that's what works for him. I also know other people in the community that block everyone. I, on my block list, I've probably got 10 people. Mm-hmm. Some of them people that I just don't like. Yeah. Personally, I just, I've, I've watched them, I don't like them. And other people that have been damn right, you know, disgusting, not towards me, call me anything you want, but, yeah. you know, just like disgusting to Joe. So if that's how sad you are, then I'm going to have to block you because I don't want her feelings hurt. She entered this hobby you know, on my assistance, if someone's going to hurt their feelings, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to block you. Yeah. But everything else is open game. If you want to call me the Mike Brewer, like I say, I am the Mike Brewer. I want to get a t-shirt made. My, the Mike Brewer of Essex, uh, of, of retro gaming. <laughs> I'm all for it. Uh, I'm actually, you step on the post for me as well and I'll, I'll wear one as yeah. well. Um, <laughs> but hate, hate, yeah. Hate's a real tough, yeah. it's a tough one because you have to deal with hate. You will get it. If you, if you do get it, you want to be thankful for it. It's, you know, um, because it means you're doing something. Mm -hmm. So it's no problem, hate, but how you deal with it is personal to you Mm -hmm. and it has to be, um, and and it has to be, I would advise against just blocking everyone on the first comment. You don't know how they meant it. It's hard when you read things. You don't know how it's interpreted. Go back with a bit of kindness. Second response, if it's still like, you know, whatever, you know, bad stuff, then, then, you know, you're going to have to warn them maybe. And it, and then the third time you're going to have to block them. If it's yeah. instant hate, block them. And if it's, uh, if it, if it's someone, you know, someone that's been around, someone you've spoke to, someone that the community knows and has formed an opinion of, and you're not the only one that thinks it about them, mm-hmm. then have a go back, you know, and, and tell them they're damn right out of order. Yeah. Well, you know that's the that that's the, the the dark side, I suppose, of of putting yourself out there, and you know it's still worth doing. Yeah. I'd still do it, even with all the hate we've got. We've got search us. We've got videos. Yeah. I've got videos made about about me on on everything. I look at it and I go, "Wow, they must really like me." Mm-hmm. You know, it's another view. It's another thumbs up or thumbs down. Sorry, which counts as much as a thumbs up anyway. Yeah. The good, the good thing is about that too, Rob, is that, you know, YouTube have mechanisms in place as well. And I think that this is, this is something that's a, that's a lot more stringent now, you know, because you, we can hold inappropriate comments. We can turn comments off. We can report content creators directly through YouTube as well. And, and sort of hit them where, where it hurts, I suppose, you know, but like you said, you know, it maybe it doesn't do any harm to reach out and be like, you look at this, I'm sorry that my video annoyed you so much, you know, you know, it wasn't intended that way, you know, and uh, you know, you seem to be making a little bit of uh, making a bit of headway and reaching out, like you said, in the olive branch, even though you haven't done anything wrong, you know, you, you don't, like you say, you don't know what kind of headspace these people are in or what they're dealing with in their in their own lives. But it's like it's equally, it's the same for us, you know. What what the, the person on camera is a lot different from the person off camera, you know, and it's yeah. There was one, I mean, there was one person, um, and again, I won't name him. There was one person that reached out early on. He made his allegiances uh, for whatever reason, I suppose. I don't know, you know, maybe 
borderline infatuation with the individual. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, that individual was uh, very hateful of the success that we was having and that we passed them. Um, so a lot of hate come from them uh, once we'd passed them in. in subscri- I can only put it down to that. Uh, that we passed them in subscribers. Um, there was a bit of a a bit of a game going on, like oh, I'll get more subscribers than you, and it was like blah blah blah, and they lost and we won, mm-hmm. um, and the hate came from there. And this person, you know, made his allegiance with that person. One thing I would say, and I will never take it away from him, and I'm more than happy, you know, I would, in his in person, I will shake his hand even and, and say you know, good on you. He approached us. He, he he sent a message saying, you know, I, I'm not a particular fan of your content. You're not a particular fan of my content. Mine's too unprofessional and yours is too professional. I like what I like and it's not what you do. Fair enough. That's fine. Um, but I just wanted to apologize for the way I behaved. I want to apologize for the fact that that um, you know, I made my allegiances with that person, and I and I supported that person childishly, and and whatever. I think we've still got the screenshot of the of the apology or whatever somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and what a top bloke, you know. Mm-hmm. What what a top bloke. You can't take it away from him. Like I say, I won't mention him, but it does happen, and it's relevant to this conversation. Mm-hmm. YouTube has the ability to have. Decent people, even if they don't like your stuff, you can appreciate what someone does. You can say, look, it's not for me. I don't particularly like it. Or you're an Xbox channel and I like Nintendo, whatever. That's okay. I don't watch your content. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But what gets me is the people that actively, I said said it to Top Hat Gaming, man. I've said it to multiple people as well. I want what somebody else has got. Okay, fine. If I see, uh, we'll use Ferrari again. If I or Power Drive on the Game Gear, let's keep it relevant. Power mm-hmm. Drive on the Game Gear. I want Power Drive on the Game Gear. The last one that went on eBay went for eight hundred and twenty-one pounds. Something stupid like that. It's a ridiculously yeah. expensive game. It never comes up. It's one of the rarest games. I want that game. Now, if on your shelf behind you, you had Power Drive Rally for the Game Gear, I would be so jealous. I would literally be like, oh my God, you are the luckiest man alive. I want Power Drive Rally. You might not even value that, but I would really, really, really want that game. Mm -hmm. But at no point would I ever want you not to have that game. Yeah. And that's the difference between one set of people and the other set of people. Mm -hmm. I want to have that game with you. I want to hold that game up and go, wow, you've got that game. Yeah, look, here's my copy. Mm-hmm. I managed to get that too. I would never, ever, ever contemplate coming to take that game from you or wishing that I had your one of those games. Mm-hmm. I want it as well. If it was the only one available, I might want it a bit more. But if you wasn't prepared to sell it, I would absolutely not wish it upon you that you would lose that game. And that's the difference. There are a lot of people out there, and I hate to make this philosophical. I apologise to the audience, probably bore them to death. But the, the, the problem is, is that there's a lot of people out there that will say, I don't want, you know, I don't want you to have that game. I don't even want it myself, mm-hmm. but I still don't want you to have it because mm-hmm. you're a loser. How did you get that? You must have stole it. You must have begged for it. Your mum must have given it to you. Your dad must have given it to you. You must have cheated your way to getting it. You must have got lucky. You must have just kind of 
I don't know, you, you, you just fell into it. You went to a boot sale and it was just there. You didn't work for it. That's not allowed. You're not allowed to have worked for it. You're not allowed to have saved. You're not allowed to have gone without. Mm-hmm. You had to have cheated your way to it. And it's the same with YouTube. Yeah. This certain subset of people, you're not allowed to just be good. Mm-hmm. Just be better than them on a camera. Just be better than them at presenting. You have to have, there has to be another another reason. And look, at 38 years old, I don't know, you know, whether we've got 50-year-old 50, 50 people, 60-year-old people, 15-year-old people. One thing I've realised by 39 years old is you cannot please all of the people all of the time. And you can't get in the headspace of everybody. If, if they don't like you, they don't like you, move on. Yeah, That's a true sell. And that's, sell, that's sales in a nutshell. Sales is not necessarily about knowing uh, about selling to per to people, mm-hmm. it's about knowing the people you can't sell to. Yeah. So if you've got a room full of fifty people and only one of them is prepared or or has any need for your product, you need to quickly find that one person <laughs> because <laughs> otherwise, otherwise you're gonna uh, you're gonna run out. If forty nine people haven't got the need, they're likely not to buy your thing. And it's the same with us. If you're into modern gaming and you hate retro gaming. You can have 500 people that don't like retro gaming in the room. They're not going to, they're going to click on, they're going to click off. Mm-hmm. You need to find your, find your audience yeah. is the key. That's the overriding piece of this thing. I'm a 2000 subscriber, nobody, but I'm around a load of people that are on 500 subscribers asking me how I did it. Yeah. And I'm an open book. I'll help anybody. Um, but yeah, you know, that's the key to it. No, build an audience, build a returning audience of viewers. You're going to do fantastic. You are already building a returning. I am a returning viewer. I watch, uh, I watch all of the, all of the podcasts that relate to me and, and 90% of them, them do so far. I think that's through great titling, great thumbnails, great approach, great audio. Uh, what everything you're doing with this podcast tells me that you'll have by the end of this year, you could even have a thousand subscribers. You never know. So you just got to keep plugging away, keep doing it, keep uploading, keep getting guests. Get some guests that are a little bit more exciting than me, though, in future, mate. Because <laughs> honestly, you're going to get <laughs> you're very, you're very hard on yourself, Rob. You've been you've been a wonderful guest, and thank you very much for the kind words. I really do, I really do appreciate that. And um, uh, it's like everything else. Uh, I appreciate the advice, and sometimes advice is like medicine. I said this to you before. It's easy to give, and sometimes it's hard to take. But listen, we're not we're not on this platform to give people the wrong advice and send them the wrong way. This is what this podcast is about tonight. You are an open book. You've talked about, you know, how we can help people on their YouTube journey. Well, not we, you have talked about your experiences. You you've hit the tooth though. You've hit the you've passed the YouTube test to an extent. And like you said before, Rob, you're more than willing to help people out and um extend an olive branch and you know Hopefully, if someone listened to this, we'll take some of the advice anyway. And uh, you know, if we help them on their on their YouTube journey for their gaming channels, then you know, we, we we've done our job, I think. And uh, it's been uh, it's been a wonderful discussion. So, listen, Rob, we've only one more little section to complete before we we wrap up, and this is the bit where we actually talk about games. And um, when we come back from this uh, short little break. Rob is going to be talking about the games that he is currently playing at the minute. Uh.
Hello, 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 and welcome back to the RGB Gaming Podcast. I am joined by Rob, the Essex Retro Gamer, and if you haven't been around for the last hour or so, where have you been? Go back to the start of the podcast, check it out, because we have been talking YouTube, starting channels, advice, and how to deal with haters, and hopefully get you on the right track for starting your YouTube channel. So, listen, Rob, we've now come to the, the last section of the show. And this is the bit where we actually talk about gaming, okay? So, Rob, what what have you been? What kind of games have you been playing recently? You know, because like in the in the in the past, you know, it's we've had guests on that have been playing Sudoku, they've been playing Scrabble, they've been playing mobile games. What have you? What do you play, Rob? What what have you been playing recently to help you unwind and relax? Um, so I have a big family. I have four four children that live with me, and one that's uh, one that comes every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all play a game called Beat Star, which is uh, which is it's it's a silly game that um, you basically press the buttons to to music and you compete with each other. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a phone game, uh, mobile game. Yep. It's not Sudoku. It's a little bit more exciting than Sudoku, yep. I think. But it's really addictive. Mm-hmm. Like there's a timing element to it. You obviously have to follow the music. Beat Star is taking the world by storm. I was introduced to this uh, by my eldest daughter, mm-hmm. and then I made it a major uh, aim of mine to obviously beat her on all of the songs. <laughs> um, unfortunately, what happens is you can't beat your children anymore, and, and, and she, you know, there's a couple, but there's not many. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe is heavily involved. Heavily, heavily involved in it. She beat me on a song yesterday. I think it was a Dua Lipa song, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and she was very, very happy about that, I must say. <laughs> um, so, uh, And I've missed the opportunity to be her today, so that will have to wait till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Beat Star, if you want an out there sort of game that we've been playing, modern day mobile game, I, I suggest. And, and if anybody wants to add me, uh, like... Pfft, and try and beat me, uh, <laughs> and it's absolutely fine. But Beat Stars, where it's at, we we like that. Um, games, games wise, I bought Gran Turismo Seven. I was mm-hmm. going to become uh, a Gran Turismo great. Mm-hmm. I just ain't got the time. I just haven't got the time to plow into becoming good at Gran Turismo. And again, following the same vein of the podcast, I don't want to just have the game. I want to have a seat. I want to have. Um, uh, a steering wheel and I don't yeah. just want an average steering wheel. I want to try and get the best steering wheel I want. And that's a rabbit hole that I don't want to go down. And and advice for you guys, you want to get views on YouTube, go do sim racing. That is the place you will become. There are multiple people that have made it really big doing sim racing. I, I watch a load of sim racers on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a new one at the moment that's all he does all day is play Gran Turismo. In his sim rig, he's regularly got 1,200, 1,500 live uh, viewers all day long playing Gran Turismo. So uh, there's a hint for you. Go do sim racing. But either way, that's what I that's what I was going to do. I haven't, unfortunately, played it enough. I haven't really played my PS5 enough. I haven't really been playing. In the last month, I've played um, Castle. I've played NES games. Mm-hmm. I, I tried to renew the love for Mega Man. Um, I'm struggling. Uh, if I'm honest, I much prefer Castlevania. Yeah. Uh, I tried, I said that I was going to complete Castlevania. It hasn't happened. Um, but I'll keep trying. It's not an easy game. <laughs> um, it really isn't. 
so the NES, I still love NES games. I found myself uh, playing Super Mario 3 the other day because I love it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the pirate ships, again, they, they do upset me. Um, <laughs> I, t- I don't know. It's not as easy as it was when I was a kid. Um, I played, I've played a bit of, uh, what was it? The um, I played a bit of Master System. I played a couple of games on the Master System um, just the other day. One of them was the uh, Vigilante. I played Vigilante, Ooh, which yes. is like a Double Dragon game. Mm-hmm. And then I played uh, Double Dragon to see if it was really like Double Dragon. I mean, I've played Double Dragon loads uh, and it was. Um, so I played Streets of Rage 2 on the Game Gear for quite a bit. I played, oh, uh, uh, I played Shinobi X on uh, the uh, Saturn. And I tell you what, I'm going to be, again, honesty is the best policy. I did knock it down a notch in the difficulty level. Um, <laughs> and I was damn good. you know. <laughs> so I love that game. Um, but that was in the, I, I, I hooked my, the rooms changed quite a lot and yeah. I've, Brought my big CRT back down, my B and O big CRT. I went and bought a little CRT, and I now have a CRT on each side of the room. So what I do again is I then have to test everything on the CRT. So I'm going, oh, I'll play a bit of Saturn on the CRT. Oh my god, that looks nice, you know. So I do. I go through this, this, uh, the these stages. So I, I, I did that. I played that. Um, what did I play? I played uh, a Diode Arcade, which I recently picked up. I played that a little bit. I played some Game Boy because I have the analog pocket. I finally got mm-hmm. it. I can open it to, uh, the day after tomorrow is my birthday, so I can finally open it at that. So I've been getting a few, I've been playing a few Game Boy games just to compare, mm-hmm. you know, when I when I get it. Um, so it's a, real, it's a real mix. I played a bit of Turtles. Uh, Hyperstone Heist the other day because I had it on in the background of the pickups video and just started playing it and I didn't want to stop didn't didn't want to stop playing it so I played mm-hmm. that for a bit. But look, let's be honest, Beatstar. Oh, a Gradius, Gradius. I said, I said, right, it's time. It, let's stop messing about. Yeah. It's time to get good at Gradius. Um, <laughs> and I'm still no better. <laughs> I can get past the first level now, well, but. It's not good. Well, maybe you make it. You make it better for your birthday. Come you never know. Could that go? If you blow out your candles and wish to get better, greatest. Maybe that's that's the birthday wish that, that that might come true. I think there is. I mean, there is a way. You can go on YouTube, watch a video of how it's done, follow each and every move, and you'll probably complete it. But I purposely am not doing that. I, I didn't want to do that. I don't want to look at the little, you know, them stupid volcanoes. I know there's an easy way. You know, I know. I know there's a trick. <laughs> Every time I try and missile the volcanoes, you know, don't do it, Roth. But I can't help it because I think to myself, that's cheating to know the trick, you know. So I don't, I don't. So I'm, I'm, I'm challenging myself. I played a bit of that. I played a bit of DS. I've, I've played. What I do is I'm, my office is now kind of in the games room. I've incorporated it into the games room, and there'll be a games room tour coming soon. Update, I'm sure. Um, so I'll be doing a. I'll be on a meeting and it, I'll be annoyed or whatever and I'll just go, oh, I'll play a bit of this and I'll just yep. pick something up on the side. I've got all these games everywhere that I can pick up and I'll do five, ten minutes of of playing it and I'll go, right, I better get back to work now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what I'm doing. So there's no hardcore uh, gaming marathons or anything like that. I don't profess and I'm pretty sure I've never professed to be a hardcore gaming all day long kind of person. Mm-hmm. 
but I am someone that loves buying games and collecting games. And uh, and I, and I, but I do play them. I'm not like some that just slide it on the shelf and never play it. I do tend to play every not every game, but I do tend to play all the games that I want to play yeah. um, at some point. But not 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 necessarily to completion. Well, you know what, Rob, you, you've got a good uh, you've got a good arsenal of games there that you've uh, that you've been playing, and um, um, you know I'm going to have to try and get my I'm going to have to try and get my Beach Star game up so I can uh, I can ping you through a, a, a request or a an ad friend and see if I can uh, see if I can beat you. My knowledge of music isn't great. I think as I've, as I've got older, I've kind of detached myself from the music world. But listen, for uh, for for the the chance to play on a on a game. We'll, uh, we'll 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 definitely do that. But listen, Rob, you know the question I ask everybody: have you have you enjoyed yourself on the podcast tonight? Absolutely, it's been a it's been a fantastic chat. I hope that people see it for what it is, which is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. And and I, I'm not sure many will be at the end here to hear this bit, but it's my opinion. That's all it is. Don't mm-hmm. shoot the messenger. Don't do anything I've said, uh, or do everything I've said. Mm-hmm. That's that's one way or another. But if you want to get two thousand subscribers. In twelve months, um, maybe follow some of it, and and you'll probably get two thousand subscribers in twelve months. There's no magic, but as long as you've got a personality, like I say, uh, and if you haven't got one, well, you better damn get one if you want to be on YouTube successful. <laughs> what you consider successful in this little retro gaming niche. So yeah, don't honestly, please, guys, uh, and don't give you know. If you don't like me, that's fine. Come onto my channel, you know, down from some videos, uh, leave comments or the rest of it. But Ian is literally just here on this great podcast to talk to people that uh, that he wants to talk to. So mm-hmm. he doesn't deserve any hate. Come give me the hate. And um, and if you don't like anything I've said, feel free. We'll have a conversation about it. But it's, uh, but it's just uh, healthy. It's from a good place. That's all I would say. It's just advice from a good place. And hopefully it gets... I like to try and be a little bit philosophical and if it gets one person thinking that's all I've uh, then I've achieved my goal. Mm-hmm. Excellent Rob, excellent. Listen, we will definitely get you back on. We will get you back on with Joe and we will have uh, another conversation about something else that'll be uh, that'll be fun for us and we will, we will have another great night's crack. But listen Rob, thanks very much for being a, a brilliant guest and uh, just just remind the the listeners one more time where can we find you? What socials are you on other than YouTube? Uh, we've closed the net a little bit just because of work and mm-hmm. commitments. We are primarily on, obviously, everything's YouTube, but we're primarily Instagram and Twitter. I am now a, a part of doing the Instagram. Joe was doing it, but her she's busy. You know, she's yep. got a lot on as well. So some things do go under the radar and stuff. So I'm going to keep an eye on it as well. So if you want to reach out, we can be reached on on uh, both Twitter and Instagram, and uh, and yeah, all the content is on YouTube. I don't share loads on Facebook, mm-hmm. guys. Please, I could list fifty people, and I've helped loads of people as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, but but big big shout out Retro Game Revival page. If you like Facebook, if you are on Facebook, you should definitely be on the Retro Game Revival page. They're a good bunch of guys, a good crack. I'm on there a lot. So if you want to get involved in some of the chat and the banter that's on there, Mm -hmm. that's where you go. There's no Essex Retro Gamer um, Facebook page anymore. So, uh, yeah. Go go check them out. In place of that, if you want to support someone on Facebook, uh, you know, on behalf of me, 
please go and support the Retro Game Revival page. And uh, what a great bunch of lads that they, they really are. I've had the pleasure of being on, on with them before, and when we were the Poulter guys, we had Ollie on talking about the Exorcist. Great bunch of guys, Salt the Earth, really, uh, really, uh, really, really and lovely lovely to speak with but listen that is the end of the show I want to thank Rob for being an amazing guest don't forget you can check Rob out on YouTube and Instagram and make sure you check out all his latest videos and thanks for listening to the RGB Gang Podcast you'll find us on major podcasting platforms on YouTube and I will see you in the next video